7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. It is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, radio for humans. And joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. How you doing? Steamtown, USA. That's what we are. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You've been to the Steamtown Mall recently? (laughs) The Steamtown? No. No, <laughs> no. It's, there's not much of a mall left, as oh, you know. There, well, yeah, there's not much of a mall left anywhere, <laughs> from what I can understand. Yes, it, it's it's falling like all the other, uh, all the other malls. Yeah, it's pre- It's what? It's practically oh. empty. Well, you know, uh, we've got Tower City Mall uh, in downtown in Terminal Tower. And, uh, it's, it should just be called, I don't know. <laughs> it should be called tower city, a, a dollar <laughs> because there's a store called a dollar there. <laughs> That's like the, one of the only retail places left a dollar. They don't even have a good much, name. How much is this pack of cigarettes? A dollar. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they sell cigarettes there. Cigarettes. Uh, not for a dollar <laughs> no no uh but you know yeah you never know i mean you you could you know i'd buy that for a dollar that guy sounds like he smokes some dollar sore cigarettes so <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you for helping me stall there joe talking about malls <laughs> rain, rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc the beltway bureau the bubble the swamp has joined us hi how's it going hey. Oh well, it's everything's behind schedule. <laughs> well, eh, it's okay. Uh, Hi everybody, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday yeah. to you. Happy belated dog mother's day. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. You know what? I got a very lovely present from Roy. He pooped in the basement. Aww. Yeah. Wow, yeah, what a special. surprise. <laughs> they, they do save those things for, for special occasions. <laughs> special. I'm just glad it was kind of dry. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. You, that's the best one to pick up. Uh, yeah. You you don't want the, uh, the definitely don't no. want the, the you know, no, uh, no. Yeah, no. just the, the no. more puff it out with a little dry. Well, that still sounded a little wet, really. Um, it's pretty wet. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody. I'm sorry I'm Hi. late. Don't worry about it. It's uh it, it's just fine. So, uh hopefully this person never listens to the show. Uh I'll make up a name. I'll make up a name, okay? Uh but Susan and I have a friend and we'll just say the friend's name is um 
uh, I'll say Teresa because it's my sister's name, and then we're not. I'm not talking about my sister. Um, so okay, let's say that, so. So um, this friend of ours, we have we we make jokes at her expense a lot because uh, and and she's involved in some stuff that we're involved in. And every time she doesn't read an email or um, doesn't, you know, respond to some information that we need to deal with or something like that, um, she always says, I just had a baby. So Teresa says, I just had a baby. You have to understand, I just had a baby. Baby's about seven months old now. And, um, it, it, so she's really nice. She's a good person, but everything like she didn't read an email that was kind of crucial and, and she's like one of the number one people that should have read the email. Well, you have to understand. I just had a baby and we only have one computer and my husband's using it. Well, have him, look at the, just look at the, do you have a smartphone? Look at your email. I just had a baby. So we've uh, jokingly renamed uh, Mother's Day Teresa's Day because she's the only mother ever. It's the <laughs> hardest job. And it's impossible to do anything else. I'm sure all the mothers who listen to this program would agree that as a mother, you should only be expected to be a mother and nothing else. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of insulting because, you know, I, I mean... You know, my sister, she never pulled that stuff. My sister-in-law, she never pulled that stuff. My mom never pulled that stuff. Susan's mom never pulled that stuff. You know, I mean, you know, all of our other friends. I mean, shit, this girl across the street who's married to the cop, she has, like, an infant, a toddler, and has twins on the way. And she goes to work every day. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. She's got twins on? Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, her husband looks kind of old now <laughs> and he's only in his twenties. He's only in his twenties. Yeah. And he, <laughs> um, contraceptive is, is, uh, contraceptives are legal folks. Um, yeah. so sounds like they're Catholics. <laughs> I don't Why think so. How does she look? <laughs> she looks she fine. Looks- she looks fine, you know, but he's just she's like, the one having all the babies. She she looks great. She's vim and virile and you know, full of fight. Yeah. Um but yeah, so again, yes, uh, happy Teresa's day to Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> and her so again, much weaker. <laughs> that is not her name, and but I just I, I I just Susan and I had a laugh at it. Uh but my mom came up on Mother's Day and we went to uh Kintara. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a cool Japanese buffet. It's not really a buffet. Basically it's, it's, it, it is, and it isn't, you basically get a menu and you check off all the different things you would like on it. So it has like sushi and hibachi and, um, uh, the sushi's beautiful there too. It's like, I mean, they make some, they have like house specialty ones and all of them are in it like named after cars. You know, it's like, oh, get the Mazda, you know. Uh, oh, can you get a Dodge? Uh, you can, yeah, Dodge Pinto. That's actually just a Pinto bean uh, on a little hunk of seaweed. Is that for real? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, it explodes can, in your mouth. You can get the Dodge Olds Pinto. You can get the Oldsmobile. That's a whole bunch of mayonnaise and bologna uh, on rice. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. So, um, 
but uh but no they, it's mostly like japanese car names that they named it after you know uh so um but uh but no interesting it's an interesting little restaurant and uh you know they've great soup good miso soup they've good uh tempura and stuff like that seaweed salad i love the seaweed salad and um it was funny because i wanted uh, you know we ate a, a bunch of sushi and uh, you know i got some hibachi and stuff because i can't really eat much of the sushi because of gout because the seafood will set it off um Damn. especially shellfish which pisses me off because i love shellfish so fucking much mm. um and uh i'm one of those guys i'll just like go over and just eat all the shrimp when you're not looking uh so <laughs> not anymore um <laughs> and uh but no so at the end uh, m- uh mom and susan were like uh, uh well i think we're gonna get some ice cream because i'll give you a little scoop of ice cream that's like all the dessert they have and i was like you know what i want another seaweed salad so i got another seaweed salad and then i was like and then they mom and susan were joking about oh you want ice cream and seaweed salad and i was like I'm going to try it. So I tried some of Susan's vanilla ice cream with a spoonful of seaweed salad, and it was awesome. (laughs) I bet it was. It was really good because it kind of has the, you know, it has uh, like sesame oil and some sweetness to it, but there's some like savoriness in it too. So it was almost kind of like the pretzels and ice cream or chips and chocolate kind of thing. So it was really interesting. It was nice. So, uh, but anyway, so yes. We actually went out for um, sushi on Mother's Day, but not because it was Mother's Day. It was because we literally spent the weekend finally getting done all of the rooms that we hadn't painted since we moved in. Mm -hmm. And Sunday night, I was like, I don't want to cook. Could we go to the sushi place? Oh, Oh, I got corrected, too. It was the Ford Pinto. I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not right. a car the guy. Do- oh my God, the Dodge Pinto—that's like super explosiony. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Rest in peace, Tim Conway. That's very sad. So we only yeah. have what three surviving cast members yes. of the Carol Burnett show now being uh uh carol burnett vicky lawrence and lyle wagner so oh i i forgot what lyle wagner was still around yeah you know he has that company called star wagons um when the uh they they make like you know trailers and you know stuff for movie stars they they take them out to movie sets and stuff um they're you know movie studios rent them um and uh i was um it um i was downtown when they were filming the avengers movie umpteen years ago now um and i saw this whole lot had been rented out and it was full of star wagons so i was kind of looking to see if i could see somebody coming in coming out um but yeah it was basically the spot where you know that's where all the the big actors were staying you know between shoots and everything i assume they probably stayed in hotels after the fact so and if somebody bumped into Samuel L. Jackson around that time, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> uh, I don't, what would you say? What would you say? Let's take a poll, everybody in the chat room and, and the both of you. What would you say if you met Samuel L. Jackson? What would you say to him? Off the top of my head? <laughs> off the top of my head? Yeah. I'd be like... Uh, you told me to go to sleep, motherfucker. I went to sleep. 
Say what? One more time, motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he narrate the book? Go to sleep. Go the no. Go the yeah. Fuck go to go sleep. the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Like I went the fuck yeah. to sleep. That's what I would have said. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Um, but uh. But you know, if huh? we're talking about Tim Conway, sure. Um, I I said it on Twitter and friends of the show. Just remember, a friend of ours on this show, Jody Hamilton, mm-hmm. was pretty was pretty close to Tim Conway. Oh, absolutely. I, I believe that she kind of considered him close to an uncle. Mm-hmm. So, send her some love. She she kind of mm-hmm. lost somebody who wasn't necessarily blood, but yeah, it's pretty close to family. Well, and and we all know, uh, you know, she was absolutely devastated after the loss of her godfather, Jim Neighbors, and yes. you know. And you know that was that was shocking to me too because again most of my family is from the south and I would watch Gomer Pyle and you know and I, it would just remind me of my family you know because he did that accent so well I mean yeah I was a little it was a little um, overblown but you know that's what the character was all about but yeah there was a, but it, I think he did it really well and it, it was very reminiscent of of a lot of my family members you know. So, yeah. So I just I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm sure uh, she's probably made posts on Facebook or on Twitter. So go respond to those, and um, yeah, give her give her a little love. Part of the Indie Media Weekly family. Yes. Um. So uh, let's see. Where do we want to start tonight? We've got uh, a, a fair amount of stuff to talk about. Oh, I, I do want to play this. I. I've had two movie clips stuck in my head recently. One's kind of short, one's kind of long. And uh, this is the one that's been stuck in my head, and I think all will approve. And I didn't have it, so I just recorded it. So uh, here you go, everybody. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty, nasty ways. ways. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken To have his kneecap split and his body burned away And his limbs all hacked and mangled His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed And his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off And his penis That's a... That's enough music for now, lads. Uh, so, but of course. Don't say penis in this house. Yeah. Uh, I I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is was was that a spoiler for Game of Thrones on Sunday? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think we had any brave Sir Robin moments uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, no, not a lot. Not like that. Um, no. So, <laughs> spoiler. I've read the spoilers. Okay. Um, anyway. So, I, I guess that means you're smart. I'm smart! And that brings <laughs> us to our second clip that's been stuck in my head. Uh, also from The Godfather. Joe, do you want to guess uh, what what, it, what clip it is? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm smart. What? Uh, uh, three. Uh, well, it's uh-oh. it's one I didn't have before, and let's just say it kind of pertains to me. I, I I can't imagine which one you you picked. There's, I mean, I have the whole 
thing memorized, so... <laughs> it kind of pertains to me personally. Personally? Hmm. I don't know. You'll have to surprise Maybe me. ethnically? I'm getting more confused myself. I am, too. Okay, here you go. I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you um, something, my crowd mick friend. I'm going to make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, my crowd mick friend. <laughs> uh, I'm, I think I'm more German-Scottish, but I'm definitely German-Irish. Uh, I'm definitely German with a name like Picklesima. Well, that was Robert Duvall. Yeah, that was Robert was- Duvall. Was the concierge, and he was yeah. he was German Irish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I cut out the real offensive uh, <laughs> nicknames for Italians before that, because uh, <laughs> that was yeah. I'll 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 take the the slings and arrows for playing Kraut McFriend, but the stuff he called Italians, no way. <laughs> oh, I, I can tell you what he called Italians. <laughs> there was there was how about the uh, the one scene in Las Vegas when. Uh, Michael Corleone was demanding that uh, the senator set up his gambling license, his gaming license. And the senator said no. And he says, oh, you're going to do it, and you're going to pay for it, too. You're going to put up the money yourself. And he said, you guinea-wop sons of bitches with your greasy hair coming oh, that was that was the one, suits. That was the clip right before this. Yeah. yeah that, and, <laughs> and, and, and Michael just looked at him. Sort of like my father would have looked at you if you said something like that. And he didn't say much. The next morning, he found a dead hooker in his bed. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Is a hooker not a horse? No, no, no. The senator found a dead hooker. Senator had a, had a pension for hookers. And Michael knew this. And he knew where he stayed. So he... He made sure there was a hooker that had no family ties, no connections, no abuser, and had her murdered and thrown to his bed. And the there was hell? blood all over, and he had the knife in his hand, and he was asleep, and there were pictures all over. And Michael oh. had them. That's and said, well, you're going to pay for the license now, aren't you? That's romantic. Oy, oy, it oy. was rough. It so. was rough. Anyway, well, so this is I'm your Kraut McFriend uh, on, on Turn Up the Night, so... Uh, well, all right. Can I be your other kraut, make friend? Yeah. I'm all kraut. I'm all kraut. Yeah. You you got no like, you no can't Irish. Even, you can't even throw in some corned beef and cabbage in there. I'm just all kraut. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, maybe um, some kind of worst and and sauerkraut. So, oh, yeah. I love a good worst, especially a nice firm one. <laughs> Schnitz and <Gruben. laughs> I could be your Goomba. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like the clown car. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, just like the guy in the clown car the other night, the other day. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you did a great job on that. It was very fun. Check out the <laughs> Tim Cormel show tonight, ten fifteen p.m. Eastern. Uh, I am going to spoil. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to spoil uh, one uh, one aspect of the Tim Cormel show. It did debut on the Tim Cormel show, uh, but I came up with a uh, a special some commemorative items to uh, for uh, the one year anniversary of Be Best. Oh yeah! I, th- I thought everybody would uh, like to find out more about these uh, these items. So here you go. 
to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the First Lady Melania Trump's Be Best initiative, Donco proudly presents Be Best Tree Peelers. Be Best has tree peelers. Be Best Tree Peelers will peel any kind of tree lickety-split. Pine trees, oak trees, maple trees, dogwood trees, <laughs> tree stooges. Oh, a wise guy, huh? Redwood trees, shrubberies. A shrubbery! <laughs> Palm trees, cacti, tree blind mice, apple trees, pear trees, orange trees. The oranges are the oranges of the. The oranges. Artificial Christmas trees. Blood red artificial Christmas trees. Money trees. Tree musketeers. Giving trees. Family trees. Stump dumb Trump cultists. I really like Donald Trump. The Hello Kitty themed Christmas tree. Shoe trees. It's the House Bolton of tree peelers if you think this has a happy ending you haven't been paying attention it's the best tree peeler ever every tree is the right height for the be best tree peeler trees are the right height the be best tree peeler be best only from donco order yours today folks <laughs> i love the game of thrones reference oh yeah <laughs> See, I threw in a bunch of bunch of good references there. Three Stooges with a clip, Monty Python with a clip. So, uh, got all that classic Mitt Romney one in there. (laughs) Shrubbery, shrubbery. And then, of course, uh, I think that was uh, Todd Starnes saying the Hello Kitty Christmas themed Christmas tree. Um, So, because that was all part of the War on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, him talking about that, of course. But anyway, Rain, uh, you you in the market for a tree peeler? I know where to get a fine one. Well, I only if it's be best. It, they are be best. Okay, then so. sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Would like a be best tree peeler peeler. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other stuff, but I think I want to save the audio because I don't have a ton of audio for tonight, uh, unless I see something that is uh, that is uh, something we can talk about briefly before the break. Oh no, no, we'll be talking about all this shit for a while. <laughs> oh no, 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 I, I no, actually, I'm gonna save that one too because it'll tie into another one. Uh, but yeah, for tonight we've got. Um, uh, oh. Mitch McConnell somewhat defying Donald Trump. We have what? Pat Robertson saying something stupid and insensitive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have Republicans Republicans being hypocrites. What? Yeah. yeah. Every day. We have Roger Roger Stone, not Roger not Roger Stone, Roger Stone. No. Roger Stern? <laughs> Howard. Howard Stern. My God, what am I? Howard Stern. I'm an idiot. Um, Howard of, Stern. Thinking of, you're thinking of of uh, Howard Stern's uh, first cousin. I guess so. So <laughs> Roger Howard. Well, speaking speaking of Roger Stone, uh, this this has really gone under the radar, but the judge in his case actually has the entire unredacted special counsel report. I heard something about that. Yes. 
So, oh, other shocking. Um, uh, but uh, let me just go through the shocking list real quick. Uh, but yes, and, and of course, uh, Howard Stern says something potentially controversial. <laughs> I did say Howard Stern that what? time, right? Yeah. Uh, let me see. What else? Um, Trump's an idiot. Yeah. Actually, I, have, I think I have a clip from uh, that from Lindsey Graham. I shared that goodness with uh, 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 Tim the other day, too. That was fun. Trump is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Shocker. And, and yeah, more. That's, other, that's other in the shocker. congressional record. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lindsey. So. Forever. Mm-hmm. God sure damn it, Lindsey. <laughs> yeah. God Trump is a fucking idiot. So in like 500 years from now, when we go into the archives, they're going to be like, let's see what was happening in America at this time. Oh, look, Trump is a fucking idiot. I wonder. uh, 500 years from now, the world will be like, well, he's a hero for saying that. I wonder when the first congressional or the first recorded use of the word fuck in the congressional record uh happened it's a good question i i have a feeling that might have been it no i i i i wouldn't be surprised if it was uh if it came out during the pmrc um trials or hearings not trials um Parents Music Resource Center when like Frank Zappa oh, and okay. yeah, okay. so because you know they because uh, uh, I know I, that they I were they were like talking they about they were talking about the the song "Fuck Like a Beast" uh, by Wasp. Um, so it's a love song, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's a ballad. <laughs> <laughs> With a four-part harmony. <laughs> no, it's not. And a, it's it's and none a of that. Word. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, it's a. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but yeah. So that that could have been it. It, it could happen. I don't know. It maybe it might have happened during testimony about Vietnam or something. Who knows? You know, I doubt it happened before the '60s, though. So I, I I feel like I honestly feel like Lindsey Graham using it the way he did was really gratuitous. Yeah. I, and I mean that sincerely. Mm-hmm. There was no and I'm the first I love curse words. I love the F yeah. word. But he didn't have to use that. He used mm-hmm. it just for shock. He could have said effing. He could have said effing. But if he yes. did, it wouldn't be nearly as fun for me to take it out of context. Trump I is know, a fucking idiot. Yeah. So we have some minor breaking news. Well, why don't you break that when we come back from the break? Uh, well, I'm going to make it really quick because it's really minor. Okay, all right. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to appear uh, with the Senate Intelligence Committee in a second closed door interview in June. That's it. Is he going to wear his beard? <laughs> oh, Kimberly Guffoyle. Oh yeah, so he'll, so he'll just take his facial hair. Never mind. See what I did there? Yeah, I was kind of hoping one of you guys would go that direction with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I would want Rain to do that. <laughs> he just calls her Kim around the house. 
Uh, so I don't even know it's what all. that means. That's all. So he he did agree to to come back and talk. All right, but it's going to be behind closed doors. That's oh, it. Coward, coward, brave Sir Donald Junior. Uh, his beard. Uh, yeah, Kimberly. Goggle file. <laughs> That's how Tom okay? broke. I was like Kimball Gilfoyle. <laughs> he would swallow his tongue if he had to say that. Don't ever ask Tom Brokaw to talk about Kimberly Gilfoyle. We we need oh, him too much. Not unless there's somebody who knows the the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, oh. the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway all right break time uh we're gonna since it's uh, i finally got it back in our rotation i'm gonna play the list by bobber um his newest piece of music we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after d turn up the night with kenny pick a smooth talking jive talking street thug kennypick.com Take 
Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining us as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. Welcome back. Hi, I'm not stuck in the swamp. That's good. That's good. I wish some other people in the White House were. That would have made your painting job uh, even harder. Oh, well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, (laughs) anyway, Tamby is very excited, by the way. Because it's really warm out, and there's a window open, and he keeps running in here, and he's like, are we going to play? Are we going to play? Are we going to play? No, we're not going to play, you stupid dummy. And uh, uh, I'm scratching him right now. And, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you, sir. Are we going to play? Uh, yeah. Sure, why not? So, hello, Wildcats. Hello, Wildcats. It's freezing here. It is. It's 38 degrees right now. Well, wow. Maybe this is moving your way. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to. But it was shocking because this morning it was cold and shitty, and I wore a sweatshirt and a hat and everything, and then I went out outside on a break, and it was like, the sun is shining. It's magnificent. You want to know something irritating about... Uh, uh, the, the In the back lot of where I work, in the back parking lot, there is an, a door that goes to the administrative offices, and when the sun shines directly on it, the door swells up. It's a metal door. It's a metal security door. And it 
swells up and you can't open the fucking thing. We're, we've we've all said something. It's like, what happens if we need to get out during a fire or a fire drill? <laughs> you know, I mean, because there have been times where I like put my full weight, you know, like leaning at a precarious angle, try to get it open and, you know, it wouldn't come open. So that's irritating to me. And, and it's a safety hazard. Yeah. So, but when it's in the shade, it's fine. You know, but if if it's, and sometimes I'll just walk up to the door and I'll put my hand on it to see how long it's been in the sun. And if it's too warm, I won't even try and use my key and go in another way. <laughs> and what so, happens if there's a fire on the in? I mean, fire if there's a, or heat on the inside, I, that that's well, it's at the bottom of a set of stairs, and there's nothing really. I think they could catch fire down there, so because it's all concrete and cinder blocks. So I don't know. But anyway, it's just a dumb little thing. Um, they'll probably address it this year. Maybe, if we're lucky. So, well, it's 57 degrees here. Yeah, I don't know the exact temperature it here. It doesn't feel that warm. Let's find out. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. What's the temperature? It's currently 62 degrees. There we go. Uh. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. Anyway. It feels like March. I'm done. I'm over it. I know. I know. So, May is always it, it's out like a lion. Out no, like the Lannisters. It's supposed to be March. It's supposed March. to be March. Yeah, thank you, in, Joe. Oh, I'm in sorry. like a lamb like or facing oh. versi. Okay, whatever. I was trying to make a Lannister reference. Um, April. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> uh, Don't make so, any dead kid jokes. Nope. Dracaris. Dracaris. Isn't that a kind of cologne? Dracaris? Dracaris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ken, you're right. I remember that quote. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that that was that's like that's like the axe body spray of its day. It's, yeah. it's true. So. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! In brute was the axe body spray of its day. So <laughs> I had it was high, high karate. And, and high karate. I was just gonna say that, Joe. High karate. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I went to school with some uh, high school with some real scumbags who didn't like to shower after gym class, and they would just douse themselves with brute, so they smelled like fucking bo and brute. And I just it, it now to this day, if I get a whiff of anybody wearing brute, and I don't think anybody wears it anymore, I'm just like, oh god, you know, just brings back bad memories. <laughs> Like Old Spice and stuff like that, or Aqua Velva, I'm fine with stuff like that. But Brute, no, get out, get that, shut the front door. So, <laughs> behind yourself. Um, so anyway, imagine brute. how the ladies felt smelling that. So many interesting conversations today. Oh yeah, yeah, the ladies brute. that were smelling that. Yeah, they're they yeah, they were not they were not happy. Uh, it was just like because they get on Wait, the bus. Is that, is that Ode to Jockstrap? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they just smell like ass and brute. So. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. So. Like brute and a big dirty no. asshole? 
<laughs> that's Drakkar. A brute or a flute? A brute or a flute? And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. Yes, <laughs> some brute in my big. Dirty. I'm telling you, that is actually what Drakkar was. Yeah, it was brute and musk. I actually With some jasmine and possibly mm-hmm. lavender. I actually like uh, a couple kinds of aqua velo because that's like an aftershave. I used to use that when I uh, when I used to shave more regularly, but I, I wouldn't like put it on and then leave the house. I just would put it on, you know, and make just Susan smell it. So, well, yeah, put it put it on your hands, rub it together, <laughs> you know, and go ah. Yeah, no, like, never had a Macaulay Culkin moment. God damn it. Oh. So. Joe, did you use any cologne? Oh, God, no. Or do you? Never? Oh, God, no. No. You mean like old s- slice and things like that? Old slice. Uh, <laughs> old spice isn't bad. I used to use I old spice. Old spice was bad. No. Once in a, I used to use an electric razor, and there was a pre-shave thing that was supposed to make your beard stand up. But that never worked, and mm. I didn't like it anyway. And I don't like that shit. Viagra? On my face. What? Yeah. No, I don't like shit on my face. Yeah, I like well, Viagra. You rub Viagra, <laughs> your beard stands up. Beard yeah, Viagra. Yeah, Heather says. Uh, Heather says. Uh, her dad used to use uh, Old Spice, and it, it, my dad. Uh, I don't know if he still uses it now, uh, but uh, we both used to use Old Spice. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a no cologne guy now. I do have a kind of cologne that I do like to wear if I put on a suit. And, you know, sometimes if we go out, if we're going out to a bar or something, I'll put on a little cologne. Um, you know, because everybody else in the bar usually stinks. Uh, but no, it, it might say, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being, I put it on for Susan. I put it on for Susan because she likes, she likes the way it smells. She found it for me. She bought it for me. She likes it. I like it. And it's kind of embarrassing, but it's it's an Ed Hardy cologne. Um, okay. It's, it's called Villain. <laughs> so, yeah. You shouldn't be embarrassed. I don't think so, anybody should be embarrassed well, if they have Ed, a scent that they like. Ed Hardy's been made to be so douchey over the last few years. <laughs> uh, I should say the last, like, 15 years. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's like Ed Hardy was kind of a cool thing with, you know, the tattoo designs and stuff and people like it, here's my Ed Hardy coffee mug or whatever, you know? And then, you know, it just, it just turned into like kitsch gone wrong, you know? So. Well, if it's a scent that you like, and if it's a scent that Seuss likes, then, you know, hey. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hello, wildcats. (laughs) So. (laughs) It's all that counts. Yeah, so maybe I'll I'll bring it I'll bring it when I come to uh, your guys' party and I'll put a couple Hello. spritzes on. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what kind of audio we have. Oh my god! Mm. <sighs> Seriously, Trump. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Oh. What again? Trump is a fucking idiot. Okay, so here we go. Trump at one of his little hate rallies. Uh, he's got this new lie he loves talking about, uh, and I believe Rain, you shared this with us, and we have some facts to back up how he's wrong. Trump, he on the other hand, I don't have facts to back this up. Uh, here's Trump lying about the the Green New Deal and what it stands for, and most notably, he's lying about wind turbines, or as he says, 
windmills. And we've heard this lie before, but listen to this. And you know, and I don't know. It, there was a bunch of guys in hard hats behind him. I think there were obviously it was a rally in front of like um, fossil fuel mm-hmm. people. You know, um, yes, natural gas. Yeah it, was in, yeah, it was in Louisiana, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't bother to care to see where it was because you know Trump cultists just make me want to puke. Um, you know, in hard hats or not. But anyway, here's Trump lying about uh, it's all kinds of stuff. Under the Green New Deal, they don't like clean, beautiful, natural gas. They don't like anything. They don't know what they like. They sort of like wind, even though it kills all the birds. You want to see a bird cemetery? Go under a windmill sometime. You'll see the saddest. You got every type of bird. You know, in California, you go to jail for five years if you kill a bald eagle. Uh, yeah. You go under a windmill, you see them all over the place. No. Not a good situation. But that's what they were counting on, wind. And when the wind doesn't blow, you don't watch television that night. Your wife said, what the hell did you get me into with this Green New Deal, Charlie? Um, what? Yeah, I, Charlie? I, I don't know. Yeah, who is Charlie? And what the hell is this? There's no wind, there's no... God, I can't stand him. I... I know everybody knows better, but oh my God, I hate that he's lying so much. Yeah. In what respect, Charlie? There, that maybe that Charlie. Oh. The, oh, um, Charlie. Okay. So here's an article from uh, the Conversation. Uh, it's a website described as academic rigor, journalistic flair, and this is an article written by. Um, I don't know. It's smoke signals. It's uh, I don't know who the guy's name. It's, it doesn't doesn't see. Let me see. Uh, no, I guess he, uh, Simon Chapman, Simon Chapman, uh, and the article is from June 16th, 2017. So this lie has been going on for quite a while. Wind farms are hardly the bird slayers they're made out to be. Here's why. Um, people who oppose wind farms often claim wind turbine blades kill large number of birds, often referring to them as bird choppers and claims of dangers to, uh, iconic or rare birds, especially, especially raptors have attracted a lot of attention. Wind turbine blades do indeed kill birds and bats, but their contribution to total bird deaths is extremely low, as these three studies show. 2009, using, uh, 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 in 2009, a study using U.S. and European data on bird deaths estimated the number of birds killed per unit of power generated by wind, fossil fuel, uh, and nuclear power systems. Uh, it included... Um, uh, wind farms and nuclear power stations are responsible... Each for between zero point three and zero point four fatalities per gigawatt hour of electricity, while fossil fuel power stations are responsible for about five point two fatalities per gigawatt hour. That's nearly fifteen times as more. Uh, from this, the author estimated wind farms killed approximately seven thousand birds in the United States in two thousand six, but nuclear plants killed about. Third, three hundred and twenty-seven thousand and fossil uh, fossil-fueled power plants killed fourteen point five million. Jesus. Fossil fuel power plants killed fourteen point five million birds. I guess that's more than windmills. Yeah, windmills. So you want to yeah. know the real um, threat to birds? 
Um, there's uh, other studies uh, out here, uh, out, out there that are in Timby. You're not going to like this, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Timby. Go, go hang out with little Jeffy. All right. The number one cause of death um, eh, for birds in the United States. Uh, I believe. Uh, wait, is this just the United States? I think North America. Feral cats um, will kill one in 2.3 birds killed. Domestic mm -hmm. domestic cats kill one in 3.4 birds killed. Power line collisions kill one in 11.1. Buildings and houses call uh, kill one in 11. Uh, road vehicle colli collisions cause one in 19. Harvest uh, for game birds uh, kill one in 66. Uh, so I'm assuming when they harvest crops, things like that. Um, no, I think when they say game birds, they're oh, hunting, about, uh, hunting. Oh, okay. You know, I wasn't sure. Like the things that <clears throat> our dogs are supposed to. Do. Okay. Buildings, uh, low, mid, and high rise, one in one, uh, one in 141. Commercial forestry, one in 210. Power electric uh, electrocutions, one in 1,011. Uh, agricultural haying and mowing, okay, there it is, uh, one in 1,376. So, there, th this isn't, th that's the top 10 of what kills birds right there. Hmm. Cats, power lines, buildings, ro vehicles, hunting, building, commercial, forestry, electrocutions, and agriculture. Yeah. So those are the biggest threats in North America. None of them are the birds. turbines or windmills. No. No, not at all. But the number of birds killed by fossil fuel plants is 15 times greater. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So... He sits st standing there, and maybe the number has gone up because there are more wind turbines now since that study was taken, but it still pales in comparison to, uh, you know, uh, the fossil fuel uh, plants. And that's largely due to G. Starts with an E. What's that? Um, Emissions. Oh, gas? Um, I'm assuming like coal smoke, uh, well, yeah, you know, coal smoke, things like that, oil smoke. Um, mm. well, I, I would assume that's at least part of it, you know, unless they're just talking about them flying into the, the buildings, but I don't think that's it. But it. Really, that's what it comes down to. And we talk about emissions. We're talking about, you know, emissions from fossil fuel plants. We can even talk about emissions, well, not necessarily from nuclear plants, but, Nuclear plants, when you know, there are a lot of them that are on the water. Mm -hmm. That water is hot, even yeah. if it's a natural, like the Hudson River or the Niagara River. That water is really hot there. And you know, we're not talking about birds, we're talking about you know, fish. Yeah, they they die, but you know, but yeah, nuclear, uh, yeah, sure, and and let's not forget about uh, all the ecological disasters we have with you know sea life, fish, um, you know mammals like otters and things like that, seals. Whenever we have uh, you know an Exxon Valdez or uh, what was right. the what was the one down in Florida uh, what ten years ago? Um, it wasn't even ten clear years ago. Was it? 
Um, it was right about I, when I started this show, maybe nine years, eight or are nine. Are you talking about Florida, the Gulf of Mexico? The um, Horizon? The, yeah, yeah, Clearwater Horizon, was that what it was called? Yeah, that was the one where they were doing the under... Yeah, the, the deep. underground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, okay, so beautiful, clean fossil fuels. Fossil fuels kill more than than nuclear. And nuclear kills more than, than turbine. You know, and again, it, the Chern- number might have gone up, but. Go to, go to Chernobyl. Sure. Right. Which is a miniseries I, I, on HBO. I, I think. Go. I think that it's. It, I think Kenny, you make a really good point about the numbers probably have gone up. However, it, it's really important to look at again. You know, wind source, renewables, mm-hmm. the amount of. I, I don't want to see any wildlife killed, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to ban cats. Well, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's, exactly. It, 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 you know what? There what, are what, going to be things that are going to die. Yeah. First of but, all, the existence of different species on the planet are going to guarantee there's predators, and predators are going to guarantee that there's going to be death. Yeah. Right. It's part of the ecosystem. Lions kill gazelles. They eat them. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, th- our existence, humans' existence, means that it's going to encroach on other species. So there's yes. nothing we can do to totally eliminate our impact. We can only minimize it. And that's what the Green New Deal is trying to say. Sure. That's what also what wind what wind does. What, and, what the Green New Deal in, in general you're right, says. You're right. Well you're and, right. And, and this whole idea too that if the wind doesn't blow, there's no TV. That's, yeah, that's stupid. that makes me want to say a word that I don't say anymore. Um because that is the most goddamn stupid thing. Uh, so energy storage. Have you heard of energy storage? You fucking buffoon. No, he hasn't. I mean, uh, okay. Here, here's a good example. All right, uh, of energy storage. Let's just keep it real fucking simple. You got a hot water tank in your house? Is it always? Is there always gas heating the water, or is that insulated? Exactly. Is it insulated to keep the heat in there? <sighs> Well, my entire heating system in my house is storage. I have a, a timed storage system mm-hmm. where bricks are heated in off-peak hours, and yeah. then heat from the bricks are blown into the house in on-peak hours. That's the way my system works, and it's all heat storage heat. Sure, or, or just go even simpler with, with just it general insulation in a home mm-hmm. to keep in the hot or the cold. That's why you have that's why you have thermostats, you know. It, it, yeah. He's also well, that's that's like us talking about a personal level. He's also completely ignoring the fact that, you know, for example, um, people who this this is a much bigger issue where he's really really uninformed, and I'm saying that very nicely. You know, you can have solar panels on your house, and you can use the solar panels to um, send to the electric company, and then you get credits, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with with wind turbines and wind turbine, you know, uh, companies that that function on this level too, where you use them, and not a lot, not most people don't have a wind turbine on their yard, but you can buy into. I know for us, 
yeah. you know, we are electric company. We can we can choose to use um, put our money into into a company that invests in renewable energy. So we have Schmepco as our electric company. Okay, we'll just go there. But we can use a, I can't remember the name of the company, but we we go to this particular company and says, you know, where we say, look. Uh, we wanna. We want our our money to go towards renewable energy. Yeah. That renewable energy goes back to our electric company, and it helps reduce our electric bill. It's like energy investment. Yes, and that's it's, it's that's like you're where, playing you know, the market. That's where he, you know, he doesn't. I, I can't. I mean, he has no intellectual curiosity. He's a liar. I think that's a good way to put it. I think he's that's a, a good liar. Way to put it. He's a disinformation he propagandist. Um, he doesn't care. No, and he has. He doesn't care. He definitely doesn't care because you know if if he doesn't, he he's dumb. He didn't invest in in green energy. He doesn't care because he's playing to to his base, who basically mm-hmm. are people in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, who believe that we're going to get a booming coal industry and all the coal miners are going to go back to work. Fucking that's what morons. he's that's what he's uh, 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 playing to. It's willful ignorance in his part. Yeah. I think and he knows right. it. He's a, he's a con man. And what he's doing is he's grifting these people into thinking that he's going to bring back uh, uh, air conditioning plants and they're going to start making tube TVs again and oh, we're going to start assembling cars you know, uh, in Detroit again, and oh my God, maybe we is- should start sending him tube TVs. Oh, yeah. there we go. Well, all this is all this isn't going to happen again. You know, the steel industry isn't going to be revived. Mm-hmm. You know, in Pennsylvania or anywhere else. You know, it, it's gone. These things are gone. Okay. Yeah, I say we we uh, we, hey, we get rid of the if- should get rid of the airbags that might be in any kind of car that Trump is in. <laughs> The seat belts. Um, let me see. What are some? What, what, I mean, shock absorbers haven't been around forever, right? We should get rid of yeah, those. Toilet, those. Toilet tissue holders. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, they only stick to the bottom of your shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know Pennsylvania as well as you do, Joe. But I do recall. And we've talked about this on the show before. When I've driven up through Pennsylvania, you know, seeing all the wind turbines, and I believe that is what used to be coal country. It is. I mean, Scranton, anthracite coal was the the central business here in Scranton. I mean, you could go to the more the wealthier areas of Scranton, and all the mansions that are there were belonged to the coal barons. Okay, now they belong to doctors yeah. and lawyers, but they belong to coal coal barons. Right. And hey, my grandfather worked in the mine. Everybody yeah. here worked in the mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's that's real. converting. That's converting yeah. over to turbines. Exactly, oh, and in the fifties, it was over. And uh, uh, Sandy and Durwood is in the same boat as me. She says, "Hey, Rain, we have two tube TVs in the house. I do too. I have one in my garage. It's a VCR combo, VHS combo, and then uh, we have this vintage, like red and white plastic case TV from the sixties in the attic. Wow. But the, the picture tube doesn't work too well on it. One of these days, I want to try and see if I can." put in the guts of a, a more recent TV inside of it. Um, I'm not knocking them. I'm just yeah, saying that no, perhaps no. if he wants to go backwards, sure. we can supply is, him with Yeah, I, I know, I know. Television. But on that note, <laughs> I, I have a real quick audio clip because we're, we're over. It's over It's over 8 o'clock right now. I just want to play this quick clip from Bill Nye from John Oliver's show. 
Um, you know, uh, if you don't get that we're in a problem now and we need to switch to green energy, then um, uh, here's Bill Nye with some strong words for you. Here, I, I've got an experiment for you. Safety glasses on. By the end of this century, if emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another four to eight degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. There are a lot of things we could do to put it out. Are any of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. Grow the fuck up. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining oh photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it? Safety glasses off, motherfuckers. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen to Bill Nye. Amen. Seriously. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. And that nice. goes for you, Trump, you piece of shit. So, I love angry Bill Nye. Oh, it's he's, that's the best Bill Nye, really. So anyway, uh, we got to go to the break. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, I'll play that. Uh, I might play that again later for everybody. That's a good honky drop, actually. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, so anyway, break time. We'll be right back uh, with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, you know, just out of curiosity, I went to the medicine chest on the break, and I pulled out my bottle of Ed Hardy Villain, and I still have... Eh, about a third of a bottle and I, I i was like trying to remember how long i've had this and i can tell you this it dates back to me going to the sexy liberal show in chicago and i remember kate of kate and audra fame saying you smell good when i wore it that's where i met adam <laughs> hebert so 
that's how that's how long I've had this. That's how that's how much cologne I wear. Because that was Adam Hebert will know what year that was. I know it was at least six years ago, at least. So um, I'm thinking maybe it's 2011, no, no, 2012, 2013. I don't know, somewhere around there. But anyway, yeah. So that shows how much I slather myself with uh, cologne. That's my only bottle of cologne. I put a little spritz on. It's nice. I like it. I'm enjoying myself <laughs> right now. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Hopefully Susan doesn't get suspicious when she gets home. Be like, yes, I was cheating on you during a three-hour-long podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> and it's all recorded. It is. It is. So, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, welcome back to the show, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hola, oh, sexy. Hello. Hello. Sexy. I can uh, smell you from here. I'm a villain. <laughs> 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 and uh joe santoris of scranton pennsylvania the electric city welcome back to you as well sir hey i i know a guy that had a cologne on this morning this morning i hear this commotion out my uh, in front of my yard about 6 30 yeah yeah as as they do every, yeah like right? <laughs> so my dogs are going nuts i go out there and he this guy i gotta put this picture up here this guy's staring right into my security camera, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, and I think he was wearing cologne. Oh, um, okay. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> is that a, is that a chicken or a turkey? Turkey. Wow. Tom, that's a real what is, picture. What? It, yes, and he's staring right into the security camera. He posed. You got a stalker. <laughs> he actually posed there. It, it, you should you should caption that <laughs> I know what you did last Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> and he was there was a bunch of females around him, and he I was there was look at that he tail. was spreading that tail every five seconds. He'd walk two, three steps, oh, open the tail. Three more steps, open the tail. Oh, like, look at me! And he looked right into the camera. Regular it's peacock. It's kind of, it's kind of intriguing. Thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought, what the hell? Hey, Joe, what, what's that yellow car over there? What the that's hell? General, that, that's I call that the General Lee. <laughs> 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 I my my neighbor has had that car for at least thirty years, and it hasn't moved. Oh I God. swear. Oh wow! I swear. <laughs> Everybody that comes to my house to, to work on my house or do something around the house. I said, well, does he want to sell that? I said, I don't think so. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody goes over there and asks him to sell it. He never sells it. It's been one of those there guys. For... Well, you, you know what? You know what? He, he he was putting it back together with his son. Mm-hmm. And th this is years ago when his son was in high school. And they actually drove it. He actually drove it back and forth to school. And then his son grew up, went out of the house, got married, had kids. And it's it's just there rotting. I mean, it's worthless. Yeah, oh, that's kind of sad. Is, is it? Sort of, he never puts it in a garage or anything. It doesn't no. have tires. No, it it has tires, but it's not. Um, it's like the under the, the, the under under the car. It's like completely rotted. Like there's no oh. floorboards or anything. Yeah, that looks. Yeah. And and for years he had it covered with a, you know, a cover like a tarp over it and really it's not good to do that to a car 
because it actually holds moisture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. So, so he ruined a lot of the outside by keeping the tarp on. Now he just keeps it there. I don't know why it's there. He should, I have uh, no idea. He should nice put flowers in it. like the, the maples. He should, <laughs> yeah. You know, down down around where I grew up, uh, uh, people used to just take their old stuff out in their yard and plant flowers in it, like toilets and tires and stuff like that. He should just <laughs> yeah. cut the roof off of that thing and put a flower bed in it. That could, that could work, or the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, the trunk, the engine block, whatever. That, you put, put enough soil in there. That's a whole interesting I'm telling you, people, I always, for years, I make the joke, You, you, when you're coming up our road, turn in the, dri- the driveway right after the General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's the, the, the yellow Gen General Lee. It's, it's like the, it's like, he should uh, paint a Gadsden, Gadsden flag snake on it. No, uh, it, uh, <laughs> he just has, no, he's not that kind of person. I know, I'm, ju- <laughs> I'm just teasing, because the other one has another offensive flag on it. Um. Yeah, the other one it does have yeah. the stars and bars on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say that that turkey is a very handsome turkey. Yeah. Well, he he was, and he he was huge. He was huge, and uh, there was a whole flock of them. They come by every day, but this one was strutting. I mean, he well, was ready. Oh yeah. I oh, got yeah. Uh, turkeys. Watch. I got. Uh, I got it right at the camera. Hmm. Did that. And I took a picture. So, um, well, yeah. uh, I, I misread Sandy's uh, comment. Uh, I need new glasses. I thought she said farts value would probably surprise everyone. Oh, parts value. <laughs> parts value. Um, oh, I posted a picture of my, my uh, waning bottle of cologne in the... Uh, in the chat for everybody it's got a very colorful yeah it has a it's it has a cobra on it with uh, roses at the bottom it's very it's very small it's very it is it looks like a little like a little perfume bottle it is yeah it's it's what uh, cologne is yeah it's uh i don't know it's probably like what four ounces a four ounce bottle or something like that i don't know i don't know how those work um so anyway um speaking of turkeys Pat Robertson. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and uh, play our fundies jingle. Uh, let me see. I, it's been a while. Oh, I got to blow the dust off of it. Um, there we go. Here's, here's here. Well, here comes the fundies, folks. I am a Christian because of one thing. Because life is precious, and God and the Bible. Science. Who cares about science? I'm a God warrior! Did you imagine kissing some man? Walk you not the path of Sodom. Bible thumpers. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. God, what happened here? Tonight's the night. We're finally going to go up heaven's chimney. You can trust everything uh, that is in this book. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. All right. Pat Robertson, um, noted uh, diseased Muppet still uh, hanging on to life, um, has decided to start scaring his viewers on the 700 Club. Um, Sorry, that sounded more like Bill Clinton. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he decided to start scaring his viewers with um, the Equality Act. You know, the one that says you can't discriminate against someone's sexuality or gender identification. Um, well, not being able to discriminate against people because of their 
their gender or sexuality is obviously an attack on religious freedom. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 seriously, I would say you can't make this shit up, but they make this shit up all the time. So here's uh, Pat Robertson, uh, the corpse who walks. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen him walk in a while. I think, I think really he just might be an undead Muppet and like somebody just shoves their hand up his, uh, his BDA and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, just operates the mouth or maybe they've got him like, you know, um, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, they took him to a Turks, a, a taxidermy, a Turks, a Turksidermy. <laughs> Isn't he, he looking more like Smeagol, doesn't he? Oh my God. Yeah. Doesn't his, he? And, and he I smirks mean, after they threw after he fell into the fire with the yeah, ring. Yeah. And he, and, and he, talking he, about Game of Thrones again. No, that's Lord of the Rings. Um, I, that was my second choice. Okay. Well, Sorry. It's okay. Well, don't worry. You'll be talking about sports soon enough, and I'll be able to pull the same shit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so here's Robertson. Um, again, undead Muppet, Pat Robertson, uh, trying to scare his, uh, his viewers about oh equality. Everybody in this audience right now, go to your telephones and jam up those phones up there, and let them know that you are opposed to what is called the uh, religious well, what equality. Is it? The, the equality act. It's just it's of course it's it's got a name and all. They always give the good names to these things. This is a devastating blow to religious freedom. And to the sanctity of America, if you want to bring the judgment of God on this nation, you just keep this stuff up. Cool story. You know, I was reading in Leviticus where it said, because <laughs> of these things, the land will vomit you out. Vomit you out. I think God will say, I'm, I've had it with America. If you do this yeah. kind of stuff, I'm going to get rid of you as a nation. And, you know, there's plenty of stuff that's going on uh, when you look at the potential of atomic war, when you look at the... A uh, solar strike, uh, you know, something on our solar strike go down the line what? of devastation that could happen to our nation. We don't want that. We don't want. We want the blessing of God, not the curse of God. So again, call your your con Don't let these people get away with this nonsense. Oh. This is absolutely an outrageous. It's an attack on your religious freedom, on the freedom of churches, the freedoms of synagogues. You know, whoever, uh, they're an attack on you, and you don't want that. Bullshit. Okay, did he quote Leviticus? Did he really? Sorry, brother, that's Old Testament. I've been told over and over and over by uh, fundamentalists that only the New Testament counts now. Thank you. Because I want to know, is was he wearing fucking polyester when he said that? Um, <laughs> uh I think he was full of crabs. I think crabs infested his corpse and were eating them from the inside out. Um, I remember Leviticus. You cannot full mix of shellfish. Your your cotton and your your um, linen and your Muslim. I mean muslin. Yeah. Yes, and, or your or your rayon. What's this thing? In your wool. What's this thing about a <laughs> a sun attack? Oh yeah, the, I love this. God forbid you talk about actual climate change or global warming or anything like that. But the sun will punch us in the nuts if we're not careful. You see, they only fearmonger about shit that's never going to happen. You know, they don't. They're not like Bill Nye. 
who is like, look, this is a fucking measurable fact and it's going to fuck us up. No, it's like, oh, well, God's not going to let us, he's going to make us take his name out of the Pledge of Allegiance that was put in there in the 50s by men. <laughs> you know, he's going he's gonna to ask for his name to be removed from all currency, even though that's not yes. his name, doesn't say Jehovah. And, and the finger of God is going to poke us right in the eye. Yeah. Boink. And he's literally Boink. saying this stuff because men and women might be treated as equals. Yeah, Just to yeah. bring it back down to something simple. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Don't say that. He's going to poke us in the eye. Well, finger I, of God. Finger of God coming. Oh, no, no, no. Every now and... <laughs> every now and then. I mean, really, well, I, that's I, what I he's saying is, oh, my God, we're going to get smited because there are some people in this world that would like to be treated as equals to men. Yeah. White men. Yeah. Uh, people who benefit from straight white male Christian privilege, you so know, ridiculous. he couldn't so even get it straight. So what it was ugly. called, he couldn't. He's like they call it the religious equality. What, what is it? Was it just the Equality Act? That's all. Just equality. Is he talking about the ERA? No, there's a new equality. There's an Equality Act that was introduced. That uh, I think it's backed by Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of other powerful Democrats. Okay. Um, that is, is it's it's to prevent gender, uh, uh, you know, gender or sexuality discrimination, whether it be. Oh you know, my God! Well, yeah. that's it. I'm on Pat Robertson's side. Yeah. I'm not. No, I didn't think I so. The, uh, these uh oh here comes the finger of god again here comes the finger of god look up ah. okay i would like the finger of god to give me the most godlike orgasm ever well i just want to tell everybody right now i didn't read in leviticus i didn't read in the new testament even god actually was in cleveland the other day and he told me that what robertson's talking about is total bullshit i know it might seem far-fetched <laughs> but i'm telling you this because i want you to know that God told me that. Because what I'm saying right now is just as believable as what Pat Robertson is saying. And it's much nicer than what Pat Robertson's saying. Which is... <sighs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I I, I was just sighing. <laughs> I'm, I'm done ranting. No, I mean, here's the thing. It's, it, it, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say this again. If, if you're somebody who believes in a higher spirit, if you believe in God, I don't necessarily want to go out there and, and knock you for it. But what I have very little tolerance for are people like Robertson, who uses the idea of God and the belief in God to scare people. That is not, that is absolutely not what the teachings of Jesus is supposed to be about. And I don't know if I believe. I've said this before. I don't know if I believe. Ken, I know that you're an atheist. I don't mm -hmm. know what I believe. But I do know that the, the New Testament is not about telling people to be scared. No. No, it's not. You know, and... and this and is my... I've always said. Yeah. I've always said that the Bible, whether or not you believe in Jesus or whatever you believe in, the Bible is a... The New Testament. The New Testament. It, it's a nice, it's a nice self-help book. Absolutely, it absolutely is. But my thing is when you know, 
My only thing is when you're when you're relying on something that was written thousands of years ago to inform you on a secular society, when you're talking about something that was written in the Middle East, in the Middle East, mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, by you know, and I don't mean to be cruel about this, but there, are, I think children living today with access to the internet probably have a greater access to knowledge of the human condition and sociology and um, emotional or political conflict or whatever, much more, they're much more informed than, you know, some of the most learned individuals that were living three, 4,000 years ago, whenever Moses was wandering around, Um, you know, and I don't mean to be disrespectful at all. It's just a fact that we know much more today than we did back then. That's why I say it's a it's a good self help book. Yeah, I mean the beatitudes, yeah, I mean the that. Sermon on the Mount stuff. It is great stuff. You know the stuff that and, you know that Catholics largely focus on. Um, you know, I know there are issues with the Catholic Church, but I have a lot of respect for Catholics for seemingly wanting to do a little bit better by women. Uh, then the, the, you know, you know, giving Mary a little bit more credit other than being, you know, a, a piece of livestock, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I just, I have a good story for you, by the way, if you have a chance Yeah. Uh, after the break, but, uh, why don't, why don't you go ahead and do it now? Unless Joe, do you want to chime in on any of this with, the uh, the disease Muppet Robertson? No, I've had enough of him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, anything else on the on the subject at all? They should bury him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, they Can should. We wait the, until the he's ju- dead. He is. Yeah, he's just give bad. him a long straw. Give him a long straw <laughs> since they're outlawing him soon. He's just been give him one. Dead. That that is that. I've seen corpses more alive than him. Uh, yeah. Put him. Um, that's true. I've seen I've seen cremated ashes more alive, so yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard that Pat Robertson uses a cologne called Leviticus. Oh, <laughs> it smells like shrimp and polyester. Leviticus Noir, <laughs> <laughs> or high no, high high Leviticus. So Leviticus Noir, Leviticus Noir. I was thinking like high karate, high Leviticus. Black. I love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, he. I'll let him. I'll let him borrow my villain. I'll let him. Corinthians. I'll let him borrow my villain because uh, that's exactly what he is. He's a real villain uh, for for lying and saying, "Oh, your rights are being taken away from you, so you can't discriminate. You can't be a bigot." <laughs> Bigotry is the heart of my argument. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead, Rain. Uh, give us your quick story before the break. It's a quick story about um, there is in this area. <clears throat> there's a um, it's a it's it's a Catholic school. It's Catholic. I, I think either high school or college. I don't know the details, but <clears throat> it also considers itself somewhat independent. And um, today they announced that in their alumni newsletter, they were going to start putting in same-sex marriages. Really? From a Catholic school. Wow. Which I found kind of amazing. Evidently, you know, the 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 
Catholic. I'm I'm not Catholic, so I'm sorry if I don't get all this right. But the Catholic, you know, the clerk, you know, the big, the bigger part of the, the hierarchy. Church, so they dis- yeah, they said they were disappointed, but they're not saying you can't do this. So I thought well, that was kind of a big step. This same this same topic is tearing the Methodist Church apart. Yes. And this is just one, it was one independent Catholic church. And mm-hmm. when they say independent, I only heard the story on the radio briefly. But, sure. you know, they, they're, they're kind of like, yeah, we're Catholic, but, you know, we do our thing. The fact that they have an alumni newsletter that's, you know, saying one of your alumni is getting mm-hmm. married to a man or a woman. It, it, I thought that was pretty incredible. And the that's Catholic great. church really can't do anything. They, they're not doing anything about mm-hmm. it. So. Anyway, well, that's good. That was that's my good. quick story. I appreciate it. So, uh, because we don't want to, uh, again, we don't want to demonize uh, all people of faith at all. Um, because as you, as this story that Rain just said, they're using their faith to better society and not use it as a cudgel. Uh, and I was really happy that Mayor Pete used the phrase cudgel. Uh, because that's something I've said for years on this show yeah. is that people use like to use their faith as, faith as a cudgel to uh, oppress other people, and you know, uh, but the good people are the ones who use it to better themselves and the world around them. That's exactly what this independent Catholic Church is trying to do. That's exactly that's what. what like. That's exactly what the 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 half of the Methodist Church who is trying to be more inclusive. It, you know they're fighting against the bigots who who are like no 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 it's gross I don't like it and me and like, hey Leviticus Leviticus y'all um no 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 sorry it's all New Testament just don't boil a, a kid in its mother's milk oh god it's another one it's another thing from the Old Testament the original Ten Commandments everybody seems to forget about um Boy, they they come up with better stuff than on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Game of Goats. Uh, I thought the Tickler was better. <laughs> the Tickler. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, <laughs> on that note, the Green News Report coming up. Maybe they'll play some of Bill Nye's thing in, in the Green News Report. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so break time. We'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight. Name calling and open phones after this. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Mm-hmm. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. It's Tuesday, May 14, 2019. There will be some sacrifice on the part of Americans, I grant you that. Trump's escalating trade war hits U.S. natural gas industry. The Arctic is at the forefront of opportunity and abundance. Administration ICE's Arctic Council declaration over climate change wording. Houston on high alert, facing a flooding deja vu from a storm system stretching down the entire Gulf Coast. Houston floods again as the U.S. just saw its wettest year on record. Plus, I am declaring that there is a climate emergency and Scotland will live up to our responsibility to tackle it. UK and Scotland ratchet up climate action. Fakest accent I've ever heard. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The Green New Deal. 
if you knew nothing else about the Green New Deal, you now know that everyone's talking about it and it was booed at a Trump rally. Therefore, it is A, famous, and B, probably good. And- <laughs> it is also a fake accent, by the way. This is your Green News Report. Well, okay, Desi Doyen, I guess we have to say once again, Houston, we have a problem. Yes, indeed we do. Over the weekend, the city of Houston, Texas, was again under a flood emergency, but not from a hurricane, just the latest string of storms dumping torrential rains that overwhelmed the city's flood control infrastructure. It's part of the new normal of extreme precipitation in dozens of states this spring. And NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, on Monday announced that the last 12 months in the United States were the wettest in recorded history Mm. for the lower 48. That will be no surprise to folks in the mid-Atlantic and especially the upper Midwest states who have been hammered with deluges and floods, costing billions of dollars in damages amid persistent historic flooding. With the Mississippi River above flood stage for more than a month. Actually, 40 days. 40 days days now. Wow. Noah also announced that the last four years in the lower 48 states have been the warmest in U.S. history. None of this sounds like good news. Well, Here's more not good news. President Trump's escalation of his bitter tariff trade war with China, including steep new tariffs on imported Chinese goods, has pushed China to retaliate. On Monday, China said it will slap higher tariffs on a broad swath of U.S. agriculture products and a whopping 25 percent tariff on U.S. liquefied natural gas. Uh Energy analysts say that is a big blow to the U.S. fracking industry, especially in deep red Trump's supporting states like Texas and Oklahoma. But despite the fact that Trump's escalation is further harming U.S. farmers and U.S. energy companies, on CBS, Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas minimized that with a bizarre false equivalency. There will be some sacrifice on the part of Americans, I grant you that. But I also would say that that sacrifice is pretty minimal compared to the sacrifices that our soldiers make overseas, that our fallen heroes who are laid to rest in Arlington make. So he's saying that because nobody's dying here, we should be perfectly cool with this? Yes. Wow. These guys will say anything to cover for Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Trump administration Secretary of State Mike Pompeo last week killed a joint accord with member nations of the Arctic Council, rejecting wording on a joint declaration calling man-made climate change a serious threat to the Arctic. The Arctic is warming twice as fast as the rest of the planet, with melting sea ice creating potential new global security flashpoints over its rich natural resources. Pompeo didn't say climate change, but he was practically gleeful about its new opportunities for plunder. The Arctic is at the forefront of opportunity and abundance. It houses 13% of the world's undiscovered oil, 30% of its undiscovered gas, and an abundance of uranium, rare earth minerals, gold, diamonds, and millions of square miles of untapped resources. He's just giddy. He just cannot wait to plunder and exploit the previously pristine Arctic. Not to mention making climate change even worse. Oh yeah, there's that. Finally, there is some good news. Despite the Trump administration's aggressive climate denial, in recent weeks, Britain, Ireland, and Scotland have all officially declared climate emergencies, symbolic resolutions of intent to speed up efforts to achieve zero carbon emissions. Oh, great. Our good news 
is a climate emergency. In a fiery speech, Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, credited recent Extinction Rebellion protests and the student climate strike from school for inspiring their action. Our obligations to the next generation are the most important that we carry. As First Minister of Scotland, I am declaring that there is a climate emergency and Scotland will live up to our responsibility to tackle it. Well, at least somebody's willing to live up to the responsibility. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. So when you need me, darling, can't you hear me? It's so This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my crunk mick friend. I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. I'm smart! All right, two Godfather clips back-to-back. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. And I, I want to say right now, um, I'm kind of enjoying the open windows in the cacophony of spring. I walked outside uh, on the break and uh, even just walked past the windows and I hear trains, I hear car stereos, I hear leaf blowers, I hear birds, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, I like the cacophony of spring. It's nice. It's nice. Cause you know, it's, it was a, it wasn't a horrible winter, but you know, as long as people are being reasonable about the kind of noise they're making, I really kind of enjoy all the. The ambient sounds. I'm sure you guys, if I'm quiet enough, you can probably hear the leaf blower. Well, okay, don't stop, asshole. I want you to... Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, <laughs> they couldn't hear me. Make you asshole. Oh, by the way, I, call, I called somebody an, an inconsiderate asshole today. Um, uh, I got off the train and I was walking uh, through the gate and in this fucking van from one of the hotels pulled up. So there was like like about a foot of room to walk between the gate and into, you know, the, the vehicle pickup area. And I was like, hey, park a little closer, you inconsiderate asshole. <laughs> and uh, I figured he's on the clock. He's not going to beat my ass or shoot me. So <laughs> um, I told Susan, I was like, you're going to get shot. And I was like, I know. So, but it was inconsiderate. Um, so anyway, welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. What do you think of the cacophony of spring? I love the cacophony of spring. I do. Excellent. I mean, the way you described it was really, was perfection. Oh, thank because, you. I, you know, I, we, we live about a half mile from the train. 
Mm-hmm. And I love, I just love hearing the train, but the birds and as long as the, you know, the blowers don't start before yeah. eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and generally they don't, but yeah, mm-hmm. I love, I love the sound of spring. It's, yeah. it's, I, I do. I'm, I'm all in. And we, and we, you know, we're super close to the airport too. You know that from your visit. That's, that's uh, true. So, but I didn't hear any planes as I was outside. Um, I'm sure if I listened closely, I probably could have heard one. But you that's know. one thing I don't like around here because we're in the airspace. Yeah, to well, Andrews. Like helicopters and stuff. Yeah. So, the you know we don't. I mean, if we, if I hear a helicopter, I'm outside saying, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> you know, me too. Because it's still the same with me. Well, uh, I mean, we don't like, we don't oh, have any okay, kind of coasty. Yeah, we don't have any military uh, uh, bases close to us that that have you know military helicopters or anything like that. Um, that's the interesting thing about helicopters. It mm-hmm. could be any. It could be anything. If we, we hear just helicopters to be in the airspace. Yeah, if we hear helicopters, there are news helicopters flying over the freeway. Uh, if there's bad traffic or uh, the rare occasion of a police helicopter, if there's a, a high speed chase or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyway. Uh, a for cacophony. Yes, yes. And uh, that's one of my favorite words in the universe cacophony. Uh, it's just a beautiful word. It um, is. And, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes a cacophony is a bad thing though. Um, we all know that Uh, just, you know, (laughs) go to look, listen to a Trump rally. It's a cacophony of hate. Uh, and, uh, our guy Tuesday, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Um, you ready to do a little bit of name calling or would you like to comment briefly on the, uh, cacophony of spring? I call it the spring fugue. Oh, look at you. Pulling out the classical term. The many voices of spring. Yeah. The fugue Uh, of spring. (laughs) Spring awakening. Yes. Is that Um, that the name you gave that turkey? Fugue. (laughs) His name is Fugue. (laughs) What's the name he gave you? As <laughs> <laughs> far as I could tell, uh, something like that. So, all right, you yeah, he was uh, yeah, he was a surly boy. He was peacocking at Strutton. you. Who sang the song Strutton? Oh, Strutton. I don't we, know. I, I know Strokin. A couple of years ago, oh, Are you talking about Strokin? Strokin. Strokin. Clarence Carter. Yes. Yes. Oh, sure. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. I'll be stroking to the left. I'll be stroking to the right. I'm still trying to figure out what that song's about. Well, yeah, I can't think of it. I think it's a cacophony of things. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, could be. Could be. I'll be stroking. I'll be stroking alone. I remember the late night TV commercials for Clarence Carter's Greatest Hit, and he's just like sitting on a stool. Or or maybe he was standing on like a little fake stage, like lip syncing his greatest hits. And, you know, but that's the first time I ever heard stroking. And I was like, I'd be stroking. I need this. I want to go to there. You know, <laughs> so, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. No, I don't know if I can read names tonight. Well, well, we do it turkey voice i'd be stroking i want to go to there so 
All right, Joe, here's name calling. Here's your jingle for you. To sprint with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to take your car today. To have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke the ride. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There we go. Oh, and biscuits we have. And come up to Scranton with me. Yeah. <laughs> you like it. Come to Scranton yes. with me sometime. That's right. Uh, okay, we have in our uh, in our audience tonight, Adam Hebert, leading off the crew. We have Guy GC. <laughs> <laughs> We have Heather. Oh, damn it. I hit the... What? I don't know. I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. Why did you blame Heather for that? I didn't. Yes, poor Heather. (laughs) Heather, I apologize on behalf of the... uh, I apologize on behalf of all of Indie Media Weekly. Heather, just call in and say penis. That that was not your fault. Okay, we have... Jay Collie. Don't say penis in this house. No, Jay Collie didn't say. Rain that. said it. Rain said it. This is for Jay Collie. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be hard. Um, That's okay. what she said. <laughs> the penis oh. is hard. What? Come oh. on, man. Seriously, come on, come on. I'm never gonna. Don't say penis in this house. All right. Okay, I be stroking. Okay. <laughs> We that's what that's what he'd be doing. Hi, cat. We have Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mare. We have President. We have well, Rain's here, but I'm not going to call. <laughs> Sandy and Derwood. Tim Coromal. <laughs> and, Trojan, <laughs> and Trojan Rabbit. Well, for Trojan Rabbit, I'll play something special. You ready? Okay. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken To have his kneecap split and his body burned away And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brace a robin His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed And his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads <laughs> Oh, now I see they they the rule got broken again there. Don't say yeah. penis in this house. Get out of my house. We have one and nine, by the way. Oh, just watch it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll play for the anon. <laughs> Moonmare says she'd rather get the P drop than the hello drop. 
tell. Everybody loves a good pee drop. Especially I like the I like the weird hello. The weird hello is fun to me. Trump likes Trump's like Trump likes a good pee drop. He's an easy D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember the easy D thing? Jesus Christ. He has been he, he, I know this has been going on for fucking years now. As every every day or every day is a month now. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, seriously, Trump has been uh, in the White House for like 30 years now. 40, give or take. Doing some math. <sighs> yep. Yep. Uh, number to call. Every year has been a decade. Yeah, the number to call. 330-536-1466. Call in with your thoughts on the cacophony of spring or anything else we've talked about tonight. Uh, call in. Call it or the fugue, the fugue of spring. Call in and talk about cologne. I don't know. You want to talk about cologne? We've talked about cologne on the show tonight. Uh, we've talked about uh, making fun of friends behind their back and renaming holidays after them. Uh, what else have we talked about? Um, I know. I try to. I try to start like every segment now with just some dumb observation. Oh yeah, the the door at work that is stuck when it gets hot from the sun. That that's what uh, Pat Robertson was talking about the sun attack, the I, solar attack against doors. He's <laughs> a weird, weird, strange piece of shit. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, please call three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. Anything that's on your mind. We haven't been getting a lot of calls lately, so don't let me down. Yeah, what's what's Don't bring me down. Don't bring me down. That's a Beatles song. Is that a Beatles song? Don't let me down. Or don't don't let me down. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of Don't Bring Me Down. Man and and the ELO. ELO. Don't bring me down. Bruce. Oh yeah. Bruce. It's no, it's actually like it's gross gross. It's not Bruce. It's gross gross. Come on, Colin, man, or we're we're all just gonna keep on singing. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about the Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, Colin. I would. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, don't bring I me down. Da- no, uh, don't uh, bring yeah, me down. Um, yep. yeah, don't that song. Don't bring me down. But then there's a don't bring don't is it don't let me down. That that's one. That's Beatles. that's the Beatles. That's Beatles. That's yeah. Right. Let me down. You know, a friend of mine who's a big Beatles fan said ELO is the only Beatles tribute band done right. <laughs> um, what? Which, uh, uh, well, really? if you if you listen to their their songwriting and stuff like this. that, listen to their songwriting sometime. They're you know, but you know what's really cool? Before the ELO was ELO, uh, I think well, at least at the very least, Jeff Lynn's band before ELO was called the Move. And that's where that song came from. Um, oh. uh, Don't bring me down was was uh, that was originally a um, a song by uh, 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 the Move. Uh, Moon Mare, are you there? Oh, damn Skype. Hello. Moon Mare just called, but uh, I'm having issues uh, every once in a while. Um, uh, uh, I'll call back Moon. 
Uh, every once in a while, people call and I add them to the call and it's dumping them out. So I think this test version is still a little bit of flawed, uh, a little bit flawed. So um, here we go. Uh, Moon Mare, are you there? I'm uh, there you are. Okay, sorry about hi. that. This this Skype is acting up. But hi, Moon. It's a great to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, well, I had to stop you guys from singing, because good God. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I am not professionally that's, trained. That's what you call I'm not professionally trained, but I, I was in bands. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was banned from I, a band. A, uh, well, see, I can believe that. Well, thank you. No, really, I. <laughs> you singing, Joe. <laughs> Joe knows how to sing "Far, Far Away." Far, far I'm away. Just, yeah, I'm just here to insult everybody. Um, thank really you. Um, brilliant to add. Other than um, I haven't called in in a while, and it's always nice to chat with you guys. Well, what about uh, the cacophony of spring? Or the fugue of spring. Or the fugue of spring. Well, it's it's mostly as cat likes to call it tree penis um, dropping. Oh my god! See, look at that. Look at that. What is going on here? Where's my? Don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house! Oh, there's the asshole with the motorcycle. That's the part of the cacophony of spring I don't like. Is a goddamn motorcycle. Uh huh. We know we all know you have a tiny microscopic penis. Oops, I said it. Um, so I gotta... don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house! All right, see you guys later. So, um, anyway. How have you been, Moon? I'm sorry, Rain. What? How have you been? I'm sorry. I'm laughing too hard tonight. Oh, um, super busy. I mean, you know, I work with plants, so. Springtime is when everything is growing and everything is, you know, it's it's just nonstop. Um, yeah, I deal with California native plants, and we grow literally millions of them every year. So, um, oh, wow, big, what big, big big time plant stuff? What is your what is your number one plant that you have to worry about the least? Uh, usually grasses. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the what about more of a more of a like a flowery decorative kind of thing like you know uh, uh, that you don't have to worry about well not not that, that you have to worry about the least that you know will be successful it, with minimal it depends effort depends on where you live yeah, okay it depends on where you live so if it's hot and dry lavender is great rosemary um if it's hot and wet basil is fantastic um peppers also like kind of tropical conditions. oh that's right that's so it just right. really depends yeah it depends on where you live and since we have a lot of hot and dry in california um mediterranean type stuff sages um you know they're they're all fairly easy it's easy to deal with as long as it's dry when we get wet and soggy then everything mm -hmm. starts dying well, th this fascinates me because, you know, I know enough about gardening in a temperate zone, but I don't know a lot about, you know, where you are in California. So what's the, uh, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum in both, both climates, uh, however you like, uh, what's the one you've seen the most disasters with? Uh, good question. Um, Manzanita 
uh, tends to be really hard for people to grow. And it's, what is that? Uh, it's a super, Say that again. Uh, manzanita. Manzanita. Okay, California native. Uh, it's a um, super, super slow-growing uh, shrub. It has very, very, very dense um, hard wood, and it hates to be watered. So no matter what you do, you're in this uh, sucky sort of situation where if it's super hot, you have to water it, and it hates it, so it wants to die. Um, if it's a rainy winter, it hates it, and it wants to die. Uh, if you have it in a greenhouse, it's humid, and it hates it, so it wants to die. So uh, this, this is the this is an emo plant, is what you're saying? I was just going to say. That. <laughs> uh, I think it's a step above. No. Oh wow! It, it puts emo to I, shame. I think emo is emo is low maintenance compared to manzanita. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Manzanita. Uh, yeah. That's so, uh, it, 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 what what it, it. So it's a shr- you're saying it's a shrub. It's a shrub. It has um, usually they have brilliant mahogany bark and uh, gray to gray green leaves. So they're really showy. They're really pretty. A Sorry, I had to play the shrubbery and, thing. Yeah, and people um, people love them and they kill them left and right. <laughs> wow! Wow! Guns and Roses yeah, had we, a song. We have a like lot that. of so they, we have a lot of plants. They don't like water. Kindness. No. No, they, like they don't like water, but they don't like they don't like drought. Uh, they do really well in drought once they're about three years in the ground. So, so they got to be super years, established. Yeah. So they they are um, challenging those first couple of years because you just have to walk that fine line of not quite killing them by not watering them. Um, and then giving them just enough to keep them going. This is this is fascinating to me. And before we go to the break, I have uh, another question for you: Is what is your favorite plant to work with? Anything that is super challenging, um, unusual, difficult, or endangered. Okay. Uh, I've been. Oh wow. Yeah, I've been growing plants for long enough that the, the really easy stuff are boring. So mm-hmm. when I find something where I look, I'm like, I can't get the seeds to germinate or I can't get the cuttings to root, those are the exciting ones because it challenges me to, to solve the problem. Very cool. So, okay, uh, what, what, I've been more in love with you, Moon Man. What's, uh, give us, uh, <laughs> uh, me too, me I too. I love gardening, Ken. Well, I I, you know, I, I'm in my backyard. Here's the thing. I am fascinated by gardening, gardening. I'm just terrible at gardening. So maybe by asking Moon Mare some questions, I might become better at it. Um, so, so what do you like to grow, Kenny? Um, I don't care as long as I don't have to, if I don't have to mow it, um, and as long as it's hardy and not too invasive, that's what I like. I like that. Like, here, here's the thing. Here's what I like. Things that I just don't have to think about. We have lilies of the valley all over our backyard around our three big trees, and they are spreading mm-hmm. along the fence. They're and I'm really, those so are really invasive. I'm so excited about that because I can mow over them <laughs> if I if I don't want more. You know, um, but no, that that I, I don't care. I mean, because they choke out weeds. You know, and yeah. they they soak up a lot of water in my backyard too, which is good. But um, yeah, and I don't know 
um, I don't know how cold you get in the winter, but, you know, something like periwinkle, which can be sort of invasive, um, but it'll choke out weeds and it has beautiful little lavender blue flowers all yeah. the time. Hard to kill. But I like, um, you know, honeysuckle. honeysuckle I would, uh, yeah, honeysuckle is something we have in the back. Um, I did, you know, one thing that turned me off uh, to gardening was I really tried to culminate some uh, some grapevines uh and and it didn't happen uh you know I, I was successful for a few years with them and then they just started to die uh so uh, i'm thinking maybe they got fungus or something like that i don't know but um yeah, but you know if, uh, if, go ahead if they were doing well and they fairly suddenly started to die it probably was a fungus issue yeah. um and the ways to get around that are to have uh, soil that's better draining. You can add stuff to it so that mm-hmm. it drains better. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, keep up, keep them pruned so that you've got good airflow. Yeah. And then just don't soak the hell out of them. You know, grapes are also Mediterranean. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they like the hotter, drier climates. And when it's wetter, you have to compensate for that in some way. Yeah, that's probably what happened. So when, and I don't know if, if you've been listening to, uh, much of the show, when I talk about what we're doing with our backyard, we're actually talking about putting in a, a massive French drain in the yard with a, with mm-hmm. a, uh, an artificial dry Creek bed to drain water mm-hmm. off the backyard. So that's kind of exciting. So yeah, and that'll help for sure. Yeah. So. But um, but anyway, no. That that. Thank you so much. That was fun. Uh, that definitely, call back and talk about this with us more as the season progresses. I, I'd love to hear yeah, of yeah some of your successes from this year, or you know, would be awesome to hear about. Okay, we can do that. All right. Very yeah, good. I would like that because I love and talking gardening. <laughs> I, Maybe I, I we should it, actually you know, over. 40 hours a week so it's kind of nice to not talk gardening but really okay okay gardening is a fantastic relief so you'd rather talk about uh all the vegetables in uh, dc than the plants that you're dealing with on a regular basis except now because the vegetables in dc are so thoroughly rotten that i'm i mean i'm much happier dealing with living yeah. healthy plants <laughs> oh okay okay gotcha no i would love for you to call in again if you don't mind talking, i think I, i've got my garden going moving. i would love to do a gardening special on the network sometime too because that's something we haven't tackled and it would be good for me to learn some things because you know and, and honestly it'd be a good way to get me to shut up because i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> so uh <laughs> well, we we can definitely do that um cool it, it's you know it's tough trying to garden in every single climate zone in the united states mm-hmm. you know so that's a challenge yeah what um, zone are you in um depends on where we are we're usda zone uh eight to nine okay right here Okay, because I'm in seven. Oh, seven's not bad. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it is actually. I'll have to find out ours. I know we're way over. I know we're over time, but seven is really easy. I used to be up in New York, so I was in like five. And then when I was in Georgia, I was in, I think it was nine or ten. Seven is like. uh, I'm I'm guessing we're we're probably um, six. Eight, nine. uh, Depends on what you're. Uh, winter lows are yeah so seven seven is like zero to ten degrees yeah so six would be negative 10 or negative 15 
See, we have to do we have to do a garden podcast. Kevin. Well, I I think we, uh, Joe, I guess we're probably we're probably a seven then, right? Because it doesn't get much uh, lower than negative ten, right? No, we're, we're seven according to the okay. farmer's almanac. Okay, so we're so there. We there you go. go. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, right. That gives you a lot more flexibility. Excellent. Yeah, we don't plant anything before Memorial Day up here. We have gotten frost that late. Yeah. 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 Same here. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and that, that's the other difference. You know, sometimes our, um, like this year, I don't think we got a frost past early February, and that's unusual. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, and before before we let you go, Heather uh, has a compliment. She says you have a nice voice, and yes, we've all noted that, that Moon Merit has an excellent voice for radio, so we'll uh, we'll have to make this a uh, 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 landscaping gardening special happen. Yeah, we can. We will do that. And I would love that. Penis, penis. Oh, look at you! Penis, 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 all right, so I told her I'd let that penis slide. Don't save penis in this house. <laughs> it's wrong, wrong. Uh, all right, we got to go to the break. We're, we're moisturization in your soil. We're way, way over, and I still actually I'm glad I didn't get more audio because um, <laughs> we barely played any, but it, but it, it's worked out. I like it so. Uh, all right, break yeah, time. It was, it was. It was. Thank you, Moon Mayor, for calling and let me ask, ask some questions. And uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I'd buy that for a dollar. To another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare Prepare to make make computer computer to computer computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yes! Who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Very interesting. Uh, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Special thanks to Moon Mare for calling in. What a great idea to have a uh, gardening slash landscaping show uh, special that we can play. And, you know, do, I'd like to do several of them, uh, depending on the season. 
uh, that could be fun. And, of course, welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain, she of the green thumb from the Beltway Bureau uh, from Four Freedoms blog. Welcome back. Hi. You know, as we were talking, I'm telling you, you could put azaleas in the backyard. Your backyard mm-hmm. is perfect for it. Well, that you got an happen. oak tree. You got the perfect soil for it. Mm. Yes, I would love to do. I would love to do a gardening podcast. I would totally participate in it. Cool. I think Susan is definitely going to want in on that. Maybe we can get our landscaper Jen to be on it because she her, her her business was in Colorado before she moved back here. So we could get all the all the climates, you know, and then. Michelle, oh, perhaps yeah. Michelle and Miles, perhaps might want to participate down in a oh tropical climb of Florida. Who knows? So, uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you, sir. Well, thank you. I have a brown thumb, so it doesn't work. I thought you had a clown thumb. Clown thumb. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just—that's not true. It is true. The guys come in, they do a wonderful job, and then they leave. Oh. And I watch them from my kitchen window. And, and so then, does your turkey. Well, it's funny. The last time, last year, when the landscapers were here, they were doing some work around my fence, and um, my neighbor's uh, ducks came over because they were picking. They were they had a machine that they were digging up turf. The story sounds and, foul. Yeah, and the turf was, you know, this, this machine rolls the turf up, and as it rolls up, there's worms, and the ducks were going crazy. So the landscapers were picking all the worms out of the out of the turf and feeding the ducks. I had a bunch of ducks in my yard <laughs> that, that I couldn't get rid of after they left. I said, "Don't feed them." Don't feed them. No, they fed them. They fed them the worms. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, at least uh, the goats didn't come over. The fainting well, goats are, are tough because if they come over and you feed them, they get so excited they fall over. You sure? You can just pick them up by one of their legs and then carry gotta, them around until they snap then out. You got to drag them back to their uh, to the other side of the to my neighbor's it's yard. True. They're like That's they're true. like trees once they fall over. You got to peel them then. <laughs> yes, it's like so. you need a tree peeler. Tree peeler. Uh, tree peelers. Tree we might. All right, let's go ahead and replay the tree peeler thing uh, for anybody who didn't hear. We have some we have some new listeners, uh, so here we go. Here's the in in honor of uh, the one year anniversary of Be Best, uh, Melania Trump's Be Best campaign. Here's a new product line everybody might want to get on on the ground floor of to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the First Lady Melania Trump's Be Best initiative, Donco proudly presents Be Best Tree Peelers. Be Best has tree peelers. Be Best Tree Peelers will peel any kind of tree lickety-split. Pine trees, oak trees, maple trees, dogwood trees, tree stooges. Oh, a wise guy, huh? Redwood trees, shrubberies. A shrubbery! Palm trees, cacti, tree blind mice, apple trees, pear trees, orange trees. The oranges are the oranges of the the oranges. Artificial Christmas <laughs> trees. Blood red artificial Christmas trees. Money trees. Tree musketeers. Giving trees. Family trees. Stump dump Trump cultists. I really like Donald Trump. The Hello Kitty themed Christmas tree. Shoe trees. It's the House Bolton of tree peelers. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. 
It's the best tree peeler ever. Every tree is the right height for the bee best tree peeler. Trees are the right height. The bee best tree peeler. The best. Only from Donco. Ah. Uh, call now while supplies last. Uh, the first petty. the first hundred callers will get a free Magat hat. So, <laughs> free maggot, M- maggot, hat. free maggot, free maggots. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. Uh, on on that same token about uh, be best. Um, Trump, as we all know, has uh, has a sordid history of being in the media, and he was also a good friend of the king of all media, Howard Stern. By the way, I figured out who Roger Stern is. Roger Stern is a comic book writer. That's why I got all screwed up. Rogers, I got. I, I was talking about Roger Stone, Roger Stern, Howard Stern. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, Howard Stern was talking to George Stephanopoulos the other day and uh, expressed some of his concerns about somebody who, who he once considered a friend. And this is some solid audio. I think we can really talk a lot about a, a lot of things in this clip. So it's almost two minutes long. Here we go. Stern and Trump, not as close as they used to be. The turning point in my relationship with Donald was he did ask me to speak at the convention. And I had to say no. And Were you uh, tempted at all? Well, since I was a Hillary supporter, I, for a minute I thought, well, I'll go up and endorse Hillary. <laughs> which would have been a great moment. Uh, you wish you would have done that now? No, I wouldn't do that to Donald. Um, you know, it's a weird relationship I have with Donald. was at my wedding. I remember having very warm feelings for Donald, and I do. I mean, he was always very nice to me. I've had dinner at Mar-a-Lago many times. And that's why I couldn't even believe that Donald really even wanted this all to work out for him. Because if you go to Mar-a-Lago, it's like a piece of heaven. It's a beautiful place. And I would go there to eat dinner with my wife. Uh, and by the way, I was never comped. I, I paid. So, <laughs> so we weren't that good of friends. And uh, I remember thinking, why would a guy want to leave this? He plays golf every day. You know, I don't think he wants that life. But you don't want him to be president, but you can't help like him? Well, uh, I have a real problem. You, as you can tell, if I, if I was a Hillary Clinton supporter, you can tell I have a real problem with what's going on. So I'm very conflicted now. You know, the guy I knew doesn't, I, I didn't know this was him. I don't believe his stance on abortion, for example. The Donald I know, I think he probably needed to get a few people abortions. I don't know what he's doing. The stance on abortion, the women don't have the right to to choose what they, you know, you don't have to get an abortion. But if you want the right, I remember the days of women in the back alleys with coat hangers. That's not acceptable. And you know who used to be able to get abortions? Rich people. They could get them. And so, you know, let's face it. I, I... it is really unthinkable to me about what's going on in the country right now. All right, Rain, I want you to take that uh, uh, on on what he said about abortion because this is a man who's very close to Donald Trump and has been close to Donald Trump for many years. Who is saying something that all of us, uh, all of us who have never spent time with him or known him personally. He's saying the same thing we've been saying for years about Trump in his stance on abortion is that he's probably provided women that he's slept with money for abortions. Uh, Well, 
there, there's two things I want to say. One, sure. um, there's there's a fellow out there called Elliot Brody. Yeah. Who took the fall, and I have a helicopter coming over my head. Uh, uh, the cacophony of spring. <laughs> um, Elliot Brody evidently took the fall um, by by saying that he paid for an abortion. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced that that woman was not impregnated by Trump. I'm I'm still not. But I'm not either. The bigger thing that Howard Stern said there, and I wish he didn't say it in the past tense, is that no matter rich women will always be able to get abortions. Always. Period. Oh, you you yeah, absolutely. I mean, he said it in the past tense, but it's the present tense. So, you know, you, you're, you we're seeing all of these bills that are happening down in Georgia and Alabama and any number of states. All of these bills that are being passed just so it can be pushed to the Supreme Court in hopes that the Supreme Court will get rid of Roe v. Wade. But the bottom line is if the courts get rid of Roe v. Wade, women with means... And mm-hmm. it's not just rich women anymore. It's middle class women, to yeah. be very honest with you. They are going to be able to get abortions. It's poor women who aren't. Poor women are not going to be able to get abortions. But abortion is always going to be available. And that pisses me off. And I'm glad that Howard brought that up. Um, yes. Yeah, so- the rest of it, as to the rest of it, you know, I. I think you're right. That was solid audio. But I also feel like, you know what, dude? You're friends with him. Call him out. Call yeah. him out. Yeah, absolutely. But the, I, I think what was really poignant to me, um, uh, for both of you, Joe and Rain, is that somebody who knows him personally, so he was at uh, Howard Stern's wedding. He said... What we've been saying all along is Trump has probably paid for it, even before the yes. Brody thing, even before the Elliot Brody thing. We all said Trump has probably paid for his fair share of abortions because of his whole he sexual wanted, Vietnam and stuff like that. All he that. He wanted Marla to have an abortion. He did not yeah. want Tiffany to be born. Oh, yeah, there's that. So, uh, you know, so this is something that we've all been saying who, uh, you know, we can see through how transparent Trump is on the TV or in print or whatever. We've all seen how phony he is. Howard Stern knows that from up close. So we're we've all been on to something. Joe. Yes. Um, it's amazing to me that the people that really knew Donald Trump really knew him as a a different guy than he is now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you listen to all these these people that that like Howard Stern, who who knew him, uh, even the Clintons were friends with him. Yeah, Clintons were at his wedding. They were at his wedding. It's just amazing how how. Don't people get how how much of a grifter this guy is? I don't think they did at the time, Joe. 
I mean, I mean, no. I mean, don't they, they look back at his past? Well, the eighties, the nineties, everything he did, the people he associated with, the, the the money he gave to to different political parties. You know, this this guy has no ideology. He's a grifter. It's whatever he could sell you. He was a celebrity in the eighties, in the early nineties. And that's why I understand, I'm not excusing it, but I understand this is why the Clintons went to his wedding. He was like, you know, the New York City paparazzi, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody was- nobody expected him to run for president or become president. He was just a shyster from New York who allegedly had money and had a good PR, you know, good PR bullshit going on mm-hmm. had liz smith from the new york post and so they showed up to hang out with him I, I, am i am i wrong joe because no you, you no. read the tabloids at the time and 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 and, and another thing is that he was broke yes. before the mm-hmm. before the the, the uh the apprentice came yes that pulled him out of the out of the fire you know, I think there's an interesting angle to all this with, with, with the the time frame and everything we're talking about in who he was friends with. Do you remember how the Enquirer used to cover him about all his marital woes and, you know, uh, just, oh, affair, divorce, you know, new, you know, uh, whatever, all of that? I think a lot of people were siding with Trump because he was fodder for the tabloids in thinking that they were actually like doing him wrong or victimizing him in some way. All the while, they didn't realize that Trump was reveling in that shit. So far to becoming friends with David Pecker and doing business with David Pecker. And then eventually getting David Pecker to buy and kill stories. So Mm. isn't that kind of interesting? Because usually, you know, you you see the, the, you know, the inquirer going after people and they're like, oh yeah, fuck them. We're going to destroy them. They went after Trump. It looked like they were destroying him, but it was all real, and it was all shit it, he didn't care about. It, uh, I, I would all, almost venture to say he thought because it was being covered, you know, his affair or divorce or whatever, it made it easier. He loved the attention. He loved the celebrity for that, whereas he would play it off to other people and say, oh, yeah, oh, I can't believe that horrible story they wrote about me, but I love it because my name was on the front page, you know? Maybe you. Hmm. This what this is where I'm really conflicted because I have never liked him. Uh, me neither. Me neither. I, I I I remember when back. I mean, we're gonna go back into the way back time machine when, you know, he allegedly. It's like I'm gonna save Woman Rink in Central Park, and I remember thinking, wow you're kind of an asshole because now you want to make the the, the ice skating rink in in central park all about you mm-hmm. I, I i have never i i just want to be really honest about this i have never liked him never never same never. here i always thought so, he was creepy and weird and stupid and cheesy and dumb and every just everything everything you could say about him i mean you know when we when i when we when i saw the new york 
the New York Post headlines about, oh, you know, Ivana and Trump and all this stuff. I just, he always seemed like a, I just, I didn't like him. But you could be right. There might be a, a segment of the population who thought that about him. However, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not sure how many people west of the East Coast paid attention to the shenanigans that he pulled in New York City in the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. Is that a fair... I mean, I hope that's fair to say. I'm not trying to... No, I think that's a a very fair... uh, Because, you know, the tabloids, I think, were were much bigger on the East Coast. Go ahead, Joe. No, you're right. And and he was a tabloid uh, cowboy. You know, that was his thing. In fact, that's the way he... Marketing was 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 basically what he did. He wasn't a and like you, I didn't. I never liked the guy. I always thought he was a jerk. Yeah, you know. But he was. It was just you know, page six, page six. That's that's where he he made his uh his yes. claim to claim to fame was. Yes, you know? it was page six. That's it. Unless he was, it was page one. King of page six. That's what he was. All yeah. during the eighties. And, you know, my thing is when Trump started getting famous, I'd see it, you know, uh, I guess really, I guess 84, 85 is when he started taking off and he'd see him on talk shows and his stupid board game came out and whatever else. And, you know, by that time, you know, towards the, you know, mid to late eighties, I was, I was starting to, you know, be more rebellious and, you know, listening to punk rock and heavy metal and stuff like that. And and seeing you know corporate shills as nobody I had respect for, you know. So so uh, you know my my pop culture influences ran absolutely counter to what Donald Trump was, you know. So right. and, I, and I ignored him. I ignored him because it was like he has stupid hair. He looks like a fucking idiot. He talks like a fucking idiot, and he's just like, oh look at me, I'm rich. You know, oh, that's your fucking claim to fame. You're rich. Fuck you. You know that was me. You know, I was I was punk rock. I was a kid who had nothing. You know, I mean, I won't say I had nothing. I had white privilege. <laughs> I still do. Uh, but you know, I mean, I I I came from modest resources, and this is a guy who later we found out, you know, got the million dollar loan, which is what forty million dollars in, in today's economy or something like that. Here's the thing. There's something really important to... I think we all need to just remember. This is a guy who... We have the the Central Park Five, Uh which is an abomination. This is a guy who divorced his first wife Mm -hmm. because he got his second... His mistress pregnant? Well, yeah, yeah, he cheated on his first wife. With and and he left her and married a. Th- He's been married three times. Every yeah. now and then, we need to get back down to basics. And, and I don't care. I don't care if somebody has been in three marriages. It's the way he does it. It, it mm-hmm. it's the way he does it. It's, it's the way creepy and it's it, gross. Actually, and and he, he used he, those tabloids to help him. Yes. And he, Baron, and, he used and, the. Ta- well, he used the tabloids to help him garner support from other powerful people who actually had he money. He used the New York Post. Let's just say that, yeah. point blank. 
He used the New York Post. He used the National Enquirer to garner support from uh, you know uh, people who were actually rich and powerful, and to help e- you know ease him out of relationships and into others. Yes, and they lifted him up. So we can go after Mark Burnett, and I'm fine with that. But I think it's important to take a look at the National Enquirer. Glad you brought that up. And the New York Post, which was owned by Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Who, until recently, owned Fox News. Yeah. I, to me, there's, there's, there are lines. There are dots to be connected. He's a, he's, he has always been a repugnant human being. He's the guy who decided not to pay his workers when they were building Trump Tower. Yeah. The, work, the workers from Poland... Absolutely. Every now and then, every now and then, it's important to go back to who he has always been and why people are still lifting him up. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's not a good person. He's not a no. good person. He has never been a good person. Yeah, whether he calls himself a Democrat one day or a Republican the next, uh, you know, I, I've we've all of us here, we've always thought he was a shitty human being. And he used to identify as a Democrat. Yeah. And we never embraced him. We never no, watched Democrats his TV show. <laughs> we never watched his TV show. We never had respect for him. You know, because he was a materialistic, selfish creep. I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I ever watched. Maybe one or two minutes. I don't think I did. I, I Yeah, same here. As a New Yorker. As a proud New Yorker, I have not liked him. Period. End of report. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry, well. That's all right. I agree wholeheartedly, and I never watched one minute of The Apprentice. I'm not a big uh, reality show fan Same in general. Here. And uh, so I, I don't usually, like, you know, all those... Uh, you know, bachelorettes and bachelors and uh, real housewives of the trailer yeah, park, and, or, and uh, you know, in the jungle and survival and all that. Stuff. He's <laughs> a guy who had the Miss Teen USA pageant and walked in on them. Yeah, these are things that every now and then we need to um, remind people of. Yes, oh, I think not, all of it should be on the tip of your tongue at all at all moments because. But to his base, it doesn't matter. No. I am really tired of his base. I am too. I don't care <laughs> about that because his base is twenty-three, <clears> 33%, which is probably the same. Here comes another helicopter. Well, that matches the motorcycle that's revving out front. We do have but, uh, to go to break. We, his, we do have to go to base, break. His up. base is pretty much the same base as um, Bush. When, wow. When you know the popularity of the Iraq War was at its lowest. Incoming. They're always going to have that twenty-three yeah. percent. Always. Yeah. But it's, right. but unfortunately, we have a a Republican Party that is afraid of his base because that's, they're afraid of being primaried. That's and, the difference. Yeah. And they won't lift a finger to stop him, no matter what he does. That is the difference. I don't know what we're going to do. It's all about power for them. So anyway, uh, we are uh, running long as we have been doing all night, but that's okay because guess what? I'm the boss of this here show and uh, 
And we can do that. We can do that. Because I'm on a show with my friends. And if we're going to talk, we're going to talk. That's it. So, uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and go to the break. I got three Mad Libs for everybody tonight. I'm going to save some of the audio I have uh, for Friday. Because uh, I was looking at it. I was like, hey, it could be more in context for other things we're talking about. And you know what? Why waste good audio? <laughs> if, if we don't need to play it, let's save it. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up Tonight. Uh, oh, here's a bumper I haven't played in a while, too. So let's do that. Uh, we, and oh, we got to play a song. Oh, let me see. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to play Roman Holiday. Either way, I win. It's a short song. And it's kind of fun. It features my buddy Daryl on vocals. I do backing vocals and all the music pretty much. Um, uh, so, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, Daryl on drums and vocals, me on everything else and backing vocals. Either way, I win by Roman Holiday right after this. Tim Cormall, host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. 
and each week I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. What a fun, sexy time for you. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton. Uh, welcome back to the program. And, of course, uh, Moon Mayor, uh, Kat came into the chat room a little bit late, uh, and Moon Mayor had mentioned one of uh, Kat's tweets on the show earlier, and uh, she, she apparently Kat missed Moon Mayor's call, and she said, I basically insulted Kenny, Rain, and Joe and then talked about plants. <laughs> she did not. Uh, you know what? I, I think she did. I got I, I'm, it's it's all good. I'm fine. So it's all good. I hate that phrase. Why did I say that? You know, another phrase I hate. And I heard somebody say it at work today, and I like I, I just flipped them off in my brain. Is um, they the the phrase? Oh God, um, I know, right? Oh my God, I hate that. I hate that I so know, fucking right? much. All right, I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So I know, right? I did not feel insulted. I didn't either. I thought it was funny. I thought, what? What's that, Joe? Just, just bottom line it for me, okay? Just let me (laughs) let me unpack this for you, Joe. No, oh. (laughs) At the end of the day, You know what? You know what? The phrase that kills me. What's that? I I don't know. I got nothing. Oh oh. You know what phrase? Top line. You know what phrase? Top line. Phrase that's that's making the 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 rounds lately that that kills me is writ large. (laughs) Writ large. Yeah. Uh, Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) That one too. That one too. Well, the opinion writ large is... No, the overall opinion. Can't you say the overall opinion? Or the predominant opinion? The the opinion writ large. Now, fuck you. I'm furiously taking notes. 
Rick future Lund. shows. Rick. Okay, oh, and when people say there's no silver bullet, that's even worse than when they say there's no magic bullet. Because the phrase is, there's no magic bullet to solve this right. problem. Yeah, but when people say ranger. there's no silver bullet, I want to say, are you A, the Lone Ranger, or B, trying to kill werewolves? Right, Jesus one quick thing Christ. What's that? If we're going to talk about phrases, I have one word that I hate. Okay. All right. Hugely. Hugely? Yeah, I hate that word. Mm, okay. There's no need for it in the American lexicon. I think we have an adjective that needs to be, or an adverb that needs to be filled in. <laughs> I'm telling you, we could talk about this on Friday. Bob knows I hate for that. Which There's word was nothing, that? There is nothing that's hugely. It is either very huge huge oh my god you're gonna love how that you're gonna love how that you're gonna love how (laughs) you're gonna love how that fits into the mad lib tonight rain you're gonna want to punch shit of course i am (laughs) you are gonna want to punch shit all the live long day here's another phrase that kills me yeah conditions on the ground from 30 does it include hugely no thirty thousand feet yeah yeah uh, from thirty, uh, from uh, it's 30, hard to thousand feet. This looks different. Yeah, yeah. It's hard yeah, to tell the. Con- it's hard to tell the conditions on the ground from thirty thousand feet. Yeah, because you're above the freaking clouds. That's why you dumb. Prick. Well, yes, uh, were hugely I, big. I'm mixing two together there because conditions on the ground is another one that drives me out of my fucking mind when people use that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, At the end of the day, can, conditions on the grand, ground can't be solved by a silver bullet. It's magic bullet, and shut up with all that other bullshit. <laughs> At the, At end, the of end of the day, day, conditions on the ground can't be solved by a silver bullet. Yeah, so let's take from 30,000 feet. 30,000 feet. <sighs> Brett Large, this is not a problem. <laughs> Brett Large, is he related to Brett Bear? Uh, so, <laughs> Rit Large's <laughs> brother, Brett Bear. Um, so, anyway, let's do Mad Libs. Fuck all this nonsense. Uh, here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs! Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Alright, so, our Mad Libs tonight come from more Mega Mad Libs... Six all-time favorite Mad Libs in a mega size. And I don't think we've done uh, any of these before. And I picked three. But our chat room miraculously filled out most of them. So it's not going to take long to get these filled up. So, uh, Rain, I need a verb. Action word. Uh, oh, hugely? No, 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 no. That, no. That's, that's an, that would be an adverb. Okay. An, An action, action word. word. Yeah. Run. I- come on. Come. No, run. No, I'm sorry. Run is out because everybody says run the first time. Uh-huh. Think of what else can you do with your body? Oh, have sex. Um. <laughs> copulate. You. Uh, yeah, let's go with copulate. Copulate. Copulate <laughs> is good. Okay. Okay, Joe, a verb ending in I-N. Jerk right now. <laughs> Joe. No, I'm I'm setting ground rules. Since we've been doing Mad Libs for so long, I will not accept run, 
or swim <laughs> as verbs. I will not accept. I will not accept blue, red, yellow as adjectives. I won't do it. So if you want to give me a color, give me a color. Give me fuchsia. Give me puce. Chartreuse, puce, lavender, avocado. Um. <laughs> okay, avocado Joe. Avocado can be many things. Well, yeah, avocado anyway. was a big color in the seventies. Yeah. So. It could be uh, uh, Joe, a verb ending in ing. Contorting. Contorting. See, that's the spirit. <laughs> Okay, and oh, that one's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rain, a part of the body. Oh. <clears throat> um. Don't give me toenails either, because everybody uses no. toenails too. Oh no 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 no! no, no. Come no, on, no, man, no, give me no. give me a little credit. I'm just gonna go with tear duct. Ooh, I like that. That I don't think anyone's ever used that before. Uh, tear duct it is and uh, oh let's let's get some uh, let's get some prices right music on here Joe guess what same uh -huh. for you another part of the body got any other ducts you want to mention the canthus <laughs> canthus yes yeah, c-a-n-t-h-u-s canthus I got it so that's the, the, the corner of your eye where your upper and lower lids meet Adam Hebert says, what the fuck is wrong with blue? Because guaranteed, every time I start asking for adjectives, the first fucking word anybody says is blue. <laughs> and it's boring. No, I didn't it's know that. It's boring. That's what the fuck is wrong with blue. It's boring. There you go. So it's not boring? Hmm. A sandy canthus. A sandy canthus? No. All right, when you rain. Wake up in the morning, your canthus <laughs> yeah. could be sandy. Yeah, you know it's a little crusty there, between your two upper and lower lid. It's yeah, canthus. Moonmare says, uh, "Cerulean, indigo, navy." I love that. See, look at that. See, um, that's nice. All right, I need a, a noun, Rain. Um, a noun. Um, a noun. I'm gonna go with. Rock. Rock. Okay. And that one's done. <laughs> wow. All right, Joe, I need an adverb, sir. Ceaselessly. Oh, ceaselessly. Ceaselessly. All right, uh, Rain. An adjective. Oh, that's a descriptor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't Smelly. say blue. Smelly's been used. Okay. Stinky? Stinky's been used. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um. Malodorous? No, <laughs> this, is, this is my choice. All right. Her, her adjective, her choice, folks, right here on Turn Up the Night. <laughs> See? Me too. Okay. Um, indescribable. Ooh. Uh, oh, okay. All right. It's a longer word. I had to stretch that a little bit. I pulled something. Oh, 
Okay, Joe, a verb ending in ing. It was indescribable. Punting. Punting. All right, and rain, last one for the night. I need a plural noun. Um, plural noun. Plants. Plants it is. All right. So here we go. We got three Mad Libs tonight. And, and, and Adam says, because blue is the best color, God damn it. No. You know the that best color? Movie. The best color is... No, is, the movie was called Blue is the Warmest Color, and it was a le le lesbian movie. Oh, well, black is my favorite color, and you know what I say. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. Uh, here we go. Let's get back to it. Here, let's go to our Monty Python music again. All right. Here we go. First one. Don't leave home without blank is what this one's called. Don't leave home on an automobile trip without taking the following perfect precautions. Make sure you have your driver's dog, a current credit mixer, and at least 50 hairs in your Titanic. Okay. What kind of hairs are those? Are those pub uh, puberty hairs? <laughs> Public hairs. Public hairs. Um, two. Leave your mobile phone booze with a strawberry relative or a good submarine. None of this makes sense. Three. Make sure the roads you copulate are safe. What? That's true. Uh, get wow. in it. Hey, why safe. would you have safe sex? Well, a verb. It says make sure the the roads you copulate are safe. But that means you're having sex with the roads. Yes, that's exactly what it means. That's what Mad Libs is all about, about putting funny yeah. words in sentences oh. that don't make okay. sense. Get an advanced <laughs> weather calzone. <laughs> or I'm sorry, how do you say how do you say that word, Joe? Calzone. Calzone. Hey. You know that calzone. Uh, calzone. I love a good calzone. Yeah, get an advanced weather calzone. Uh, yeah. Plan your plan your trip so you're not controlling it. Uh, I'm sorry, contorting at night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, plan your trip so you're not contorting at night. Keep all maps, your pasta registration, and your insurance <laughs> jurisdiction in your glove iceberg. If you're going to be away for a slipper, a uh, slippery time. Have your neighbor pick up your morning constituency and ask your mail pecker to deliver your tornado to your next door rhubarb. Oh my god, that's oh. so hot. It's alley property, bitch. It's alley property. <laughs> Remember the rhubarb lady? <laughs> you don't remember the you bar the the there was a, a, a audio that i had on the show a long time ago which was a, a woman stealing uh rhubarb from somebody <gasps> else's yard and she said goddamn property bitch so, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go all right let's go back to the prices right audio that was that was uh the um don't leave home without blank this one is uh the more you read, the more you learn. 
When I was only a little tree peeler, no more than four or five brownies old, my mom and dad would take turns tucking me, tucking me in my pony and reading sandals to me. Oh. Uh, I learned very hugely. <laughs> I hate that word. Yeah. That reading books not only helps improve your tear duct and enlarge your uh, helicopter, but it makes you more a more sticky person. Today, oh. I never go anywhere without my uh, without a book in my canthus. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> if I'm flying and become bored, Looking out the peanut butter, I reach into my Don Jr.'s hair gel and pull out a McRib to read. <laughs> wow. It, Joe, could you imagine reaching into your Don Jr.'s hair gel and pulling out a McRib to read? <laughs> or eat. <laughs> no. Oh. I feel like I'd have to clean my hands off. Uh, well... In this narrative, it's a, the next sentence is, it makes me happy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> if I'm driving a car or come upon a crazy stretch of road, I play an audio book in my favorite CD drain pipe and listen to a favorite rock such as Mark Twain's A Connecticut Salad in King Arthur's Tungsten. Time passes quickly. <laughs> a Connecticut Salad in King Arthur's Tungsten. I love that story. Oh. All right. Here we go. We're getting into the next one. Last one. This one is a letter of complaint. Hello? Yeah, a letter of complaint. Yeah, got to be ready for this. Got to be ready. Got to prepare. Got to prepare for this. Dear sir or penis. Don't say penis in this house. Yeah. Get out of my house. Um, I spent a miserable weekend at your indescribable hotel. Your advertisement in my hometown shithead was an outrageous shrubbery. <laughs> you said you provided guests with a welcome basket of plants. All I found in my room was a trash trader filled with old oranges. <laughs> Oh my god. A trash trader filled with old oranges. You also claim to offer a free overnight uh, punting in your garage. Not true, fella. Your garage was all filled up, and I had to park my new wood across the street in a vacant foot. Uh, um, okay. 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 <laughs> uh, while giving... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a that, large foot. Yeah, uh, it, it was stolen. <laughs> His wood was stolen. <laughs> and about your hotel staff, they were ceaseless, ceaselessly inadequate. Your so-called expert masseur not only stuck a finger in my toilet paper. <laughs> no. Oh, he no. stuck a finger in my toilet paper, but he broke two of my teeth while giving me the, a Swedish spinning wheel. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Oh my Oh god. Oh my god. That's a thing. Your so-called expert masseur not only stuck a finger in my toilet paper, but he broke two of my teeth while giving me a Swedish spinning wheel. 
you're not oh. doing the Swedish spinning wait, wait. wheel, the right I think time. that was I'm in the Swedish spinning. I'm googling Swedish spinning. Yeah, you should. I think this was in the Steel dossier as well. By the way, I think that I don't that know if it's was like a Brazilian, but I'm gonna look it up. But I, I, I think that was in the Steel dossier too, Joe. Um, I'm sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> Your room service was a muddy joke. Not only uh, they not only served me burnt fiber, but spilled a cup of hot MAGA hat all over my newly dr- pressed Dremel tool. Oh! I had to go to a business meeting wearing a Rudy's lower plate. <laughs> oh my God. I'm planning That's like to cosplay. I'm planning to sue you for a million nail salons. There it is, folks. All right. Million so, nail so the big salons. hit. A million Chinese massage salons. So, so the big hit from this one is we we usually like to go back and read our favorite sentence from these. The big the big hit is your so-called expert masseur not only stuck a finger in my toilet paper, but he broke Ooh. two of my teeth while giving me a Swedish spinning wheel. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking that up. Swedish spinning yeah. wheel. You doing a Google church for that? Yes. You know. Yeah, you should. You should. Don't do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, it's, it's oh, it's not. It's not a. Well, I guess it could be a sex thing. It's a yarn winder. <laughs> Swedish. Yeah, spinning that's wheel. why. That's why uh, Julian Assange is back on charges. Does it look like? Stuck a fit. I can't believe they put that in the Mad Libs because how many kids say butt for noun? <laughs> stuck a finger in my butt. Swedish spinning. These aren't even on eBay. These aren't even adult Swedish. Mad Libs. A, a Swedish spinning wheel would cost a pre-owned spe- a Swedish spinning wheel would cost you one hundred ninety-five dollars or best offer. Yeah, Moon Mare's right. Swedish Spinning Wheel uh, might be the show name. No, no, no. You're wrong. Swedish Spinning Wheel is the show name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Joe, can you make me a graphic for a a Swedish Spinning Wheel, maybe with a roll of toilet paper and somebody with broken teeth? Um. (laughs) Uh, I have. Let me see. I have a Swedish Spinning Wheel here. All right. Maybe put Giuliani or Trump in there with some broken teeth and a roll of toilet paper. Oh, come on. Give me some Julian Assange. Oh, there. Oh, sure. Or Milo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Assange. Got the Swedish spinning wheel. Let's see it. Toilet paper can't be that hard. No, no. I don't know. Whatever you provide, Joe, that that will be fun. But yeah, Swedish spinning wheel is the name of the show. Thank you, Moon Mare, for that sound (laughs) advice. Toilet paper. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> let's do our part let's just do our parting shot so uh, we give okay. more time to joe <laughs> so, <laughs> um and of course i appreciate any uh of your hard work you might uh provide for a show tile image for the show uh but all right uh, uh joe you want to go first for your parting shot well uh i'm gonna let you guess the the state this happened in Police uh, attended a traffic Florida. accident in which one? What? I said Florida. Huh? I said Florida. Oh, see, you ruined it already. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Police in Florida attended a traffic accident in which one of their own cars has been mowed down, literally. 
There they saw Gary Wayne Anderson, 68, driving a lawnmower that was carrying an attached trailer. When he was stopped, Anderson was loud and aggressive. After being taken to the hospital for a breathalyzer test, he was found with a blood alcohol content three times the legal limit and cocaine in his system. Now, see, Joe, you should have said, you should have read the headline and at the end said, what state was this in? (laughs) <laughs> so uh, well, when, you, when you when you when you when you lead off man whose when driving you, license has been suspended since 1978 oh wow one into police car wow you see now you should but you shouldn't have said uh, you need to guess what state this is from because every time i'm gonna say florida i know so. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's the difference? Anyway, the police chief said it's never a good idea to get behind a wheel drunk, even if it's a craftsman. <laughs> <laughs> even if he's going 15 miles an hour. So. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> so so um, wow. Um, uh, did you find? Yeah. Did, where did you find that news clipping, Joe? <laughs> the clipping. <laughs> it was on my front lawn. Uh, apparently, this isn't the first time something like this happened. The Lakeland Ledger noted that the most famous alcohol-related lawnmower road accident involved country music singer George Jones. Oh wow! Husband, husband of Tammy Wynette. Uh huh. She out in the middle of the night. She found Jones had left their home and driven the lawnmower ten miles down the highway. Oh my to the bar. God. Ten Oh my ten miles. God. <laughs> yes. So that probably took him about forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Could have gotten there cut all and he cut he cut all the burr on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did it he take nice an extra gas can down. with him? Huh? I, I don't know. My, mine wouldn't go ten miles. I know that. <laughs> so I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Maybe there was a gas station halfway between. There, there, there could have been. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But anyway, that's impressive. Yeah, there you go. That that's, is impressive. That's impressive. All right. Uh, you want you want to uh, r- give everybody a quick reminder of what they're going to hear tonight on the uh, Tim Caramel show as well. Oh, they're going to hear you, which well, they already heard on, yeah. on tonight. And uh, they're also going to hear, um, they're going to hear uh, where you can get uh, bootleg copies of the Mueller report. Yeah. <laughs> among, among other things. Yeah, sure. Sure. Lots so, of great uh, services. You know, why buy it uh, like you? Do you go to the uh, store and buy uh, albums? No, you buy bootleg. No. You buy bootleg. Sure. It's just yeah. as good. It's just as good. You go to the, the, the Rabbit Clemenza. He takes care yeah. of you. Get, you get that uh, uh, Captain and Shamil thing. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was good. Oh, and of course... Uh, Tim was killing me. I'd never heard that guy do the the, the Lindsey Graham thing too. Did I won't you ever. I won't spoil it. I've never heard that before, and I heard it. Uh, and he sent it to me. And thank you for sending it to me, Tim. Uh, but uh, I actually found it while we were doing the shows. Like, oh my god, I got. I looked up Lindsey Graham's and 
with Lindsey Graham and petticoats. <laughs> and I found it. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. It is. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll you'll hear me laughing my ass off during the clown car and the, the Lindsey Graham bit. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, the, the, in the, uh, be best tree peelers was a special thing I made, uh, for the Tim Carmel show to debut it, but I did play it a couple times here too, because you know, Hey, nothing like patting myself on the back. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all right, rain. Uh, what is your parting shot tonight? My sister. I, I don't have any. No. I- I'm telling you, I really don't have any. Okay. All right. We're done with you then. penis. Damn it. Let's shoot the penis. Don't penis in this house. Get out of my house. All right. That's all I got. Wow. Mushroom penis. You got all the penis out of your system now? Don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house. Now with our famous hot gravy. Garden show. We could talk about growing mushrooms. We could. Tiny edible ones. Edible ones. Not well, so small. That's not helping, Ken. So well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, at the very least, tell everybody thanks for listening and maybe, you know, whatever else. Well, obviously, thank you for listening. And really, I I would love to do a podcast with Moon Mare. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Michelle, Susan, and maybe our friend Jen, I think it, it, yes. that could be really cool. So, because, uh, you know, I, I'd i like to, you know, I have a few ideas for landscaping, not much. Mostly using stones. <laughs> Things that you don't have to water <laughs> unless there's bird poop <laughs> on them. My uh, ideas for landscaping are... Uh calling a landscaper. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Joke. Well, yep. that's... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny. Susan uh, got uh, her friend, her high school friend Jen, to come be her landscaper, and she was like, "Is that cool?" It was like, "Oh God, is it cool?" So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, but I'm I'm gonna try and yeah, do my something. Party, my parting shot is actually as much as I All love right. painting, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually love gardening too. Yeah, I love them both equally. So, it was really fun to have Moon Mare talking about that tonight. You know, Hitler was a great painter. He could paint an entire room in an okay. afternoon. I am not. So- <laughs> We're not going there. I'm making it's a producer. It's a joke from the producers. <laughs> yeah, Hitler, he was a great painter. He could paint an entire room in an afternoon. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know that. He wasn't so good with the perspective, though. Uh, but, no, no, no. Not, not perspective at all. Oh, hey, by that the way, got... I have your show art here. Wait, hold on. Uh-oh. Okay, it's coming in the chat. All right. <laughs> See if this helps. Okay. Uh, it's as quick as I can make it. You know, I, I was doing it while sure. we were talking. But... Oh, sure. See, how's that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, I'll square that up, that's, and uh, there's our Swedish spinning wheel. Swedish spinning whale. Wow. Yes, and Rudy's especially orange there, too. So, very nice. Uh, but, all right. Uh, 
everybody have a great night thanks everybody for checking out the the program tonight hanging out in our chat room uh uh all of our podcast listeners please check us out every tuesday and friday 7 to 10 p.m eastern indie media weekly join in the chat room go to indiemediaweekly.com and look for the pull down menu for any of our shows or go to kennypick.com and um and hopefully soon we will be switching over to radio for humans still got to work things out with kim coming up but i think it's going to happen we got some other fun stuff coming down the pike including our newly formulated idea for a series of uh well i see i just bumped it up a series of uh uh uh, gardening and landscaping specials that would be fun yay so Anyway, uh, everybody have a great week. We'll see everybody on Friday. uh, And check out all the other fine programming here on Indie Media Weekly. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! (laughs) That's it! Woo! I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is.